From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you. Welcome to the program. Seven minutes past the hour, TGIF. And we're going to take it out with a uh, just a full court press, a full sprint until the second the Kilmeade theme starts to play. Also, uh, good news received some nice communications yesterday from Fox News Radio, and we'll be doing uh, already a number of dates uh, in the not-too-distant future. So looking forward to that. Let's make it, uh, well, we've got to do it. Let's make it a great month of June. Just have to turn this whole bad, just dour mood that the country is in right now. And it's really hard. It's hard to switch it. Because there's no good decision-making. I wrote a piece a little while ago. That there's, there is a, a law of holes, it's called. H-O-L-E-S. The law of holes, rule one, is that when you're in a hole, you have to stop digging. But that's not what this group does. Some of these bad actors at the local level, for example, Absecon City Council, they're horrible. Some really good people have to step up and just run, and you've got to change what's going on. This is a bad local government. If you want to get a head start on something we'll talk about later, go to the app, go to WPGTalkRadio.com. We have a piece where... See, I'm a big believer. I remember uh, long ago, I just don't have time anymore, but long ago, I used to attend different local meetings and occasionally would actually speak in the open public session. And I would witness everything from outstanding local governments that would let everybody speak to the worst examples you could ever imagine with egg timers and stopping people in mid-sentence, your time is up. No, you don't understand. Your time is up. These people forget that we don't work for you. You work for us. More than 30 people wanted to speak last night at the Absecon City Council meeting, and they were prevented from doing so. Local government should never create an atmosphere like that. They knew because it was advertised in advance that many people were coming out. They knew that people wanted to speak. And then I can tell you, because I've witnessed it, I've witnessed these bad local governments. They haven't changed. They've only gotten worse. They've been bad for a long time. Because people with good intentions get on and they get corrupted and people with bad intentions run and they do bad things. It's just a mess. The good people get on and then the people say to them, all right, well, now you're with us. You know, don't listen to these people. You you wouldn't believe the things that go on. They actually stay in executive session for as long as they can, hoping that they wear you down, that you just say, I'm getting the hell out of here. I don't know how long they're going to be. 
Have you ever gone to a meeting and they say, we'll be right back, and it's two hours later, three hours later? It's disgusting. And I, I often remark this, that so many people forget how much power the people have. But you've got to harness it, and you have to, you have to want it. You have to work. Because believe me, the bad guys never take a day off. So check that out. We spent some time on it, and it's a quality piece. A lot to share with you this hour. We're going to have open forum all next hour. Palestina and Associates will present Atlantic County Republican Party Chairman Dom Purdy. Senator Palestina is on assignment and won't be with us today. And then we're going to turn all the stress, all the hot talk, all the bad stuff, we're going to turn all that down and have a nice music and memories 9 o'clock hour with Don Hurley. I'm sure he knows because I sent him a copy of uh, today's program, but I know he's awake because he texted me. I just want to remind him. I don't think I need to. But I'm going to do it anyhow. Hold on. He's going to remark that he already knows, but let's not leave these things to chance. The Tulsa mass shooting suspect targeted his surgeon. So when you look at the latest mass shooting that took place, because by definition, a mass shooting is four or more people killed at one time, one setting, and that it's not a family-type thing. They count them, but they're really not supposed to count them. If a husband or a wife kills the family and then kills themselves, that's really, by definition, not a mass shooting. And once again, this will get lumped into everything But it's not the inanimate object. A man blamed his doctor for ongoing pain that he had after his back surgery. And evidently he had, you know, recently gone back and had back surgery done. And he had been calling repeatedly to the medical clinic complaining of pain and again there's no justifying this but we've got to get out of the business of blaming the gun and we can't let these democrats get away with what they're trying to pull off right now they want to make you a monster if you don't go along with them don't fall for it because the problem is they want to de, uh, disarm America, and the bad guys will be the only ones with guns. Understand, in almost every single example, the shooter knows or has a belief, because you never know. I mean, you could walk into a setting that you think you're the only one that's armed, and you could have someone that has the right to conceal carry, and somebody else could be armed. But they either know they're going to be the only one with a weapon or they have every belief that they're the only one with a weapon. We've been using the example this week of the movie theater shooting 
a number of years ago in Aurora when there were all these movie theaters to choose from, but the mass shooter chose the one movie theater that was in a gun-free school zone. And don't get me wrong, I, I love the concept of keeping children safe and it all sounds phenomenal. But the bad guys exploit something like that. Major Hassan exploited the horrifically bad president, Barack Obama, and his order that all the military have to disarm. Whoever heard of such a thing? Telling military not to have their weapon when they're in the dining area. So they would literally check their weapon in, be vulnerable and disarmed, and Major Hassan, who, if you remember him, actually had business cards, Soldier of Allah business cards. And this Obama wretched administration, which includes Biden, they knew about this guy. And they let this guy stay. Because they're radical, they are incompetent, they are anti-American, they're disgraceful. They let this guy stay in the ranks, despite the fact that there was all kinds of stuff in his file, psychological stuff. I don't know. It would seem to me that if you had a guy or a gal in your organization and they have Soldier of Allah cards... I would think that that would raise a flag and that you would suspend that individual pending investigation or certainly do something about it. But Hassan, who knew every other soldier had checked their weapons in, and I forget the number, forgive me, but for some reason, 28 rings a bell. He killed and wounded like 28 people. I'll look it up. And, and clean that up if, if I need to. But it was a lot. So Biden, who I refuse to watch because this guy is a liar. And when he's not lying, he's completely incoherent. They lie about everything. They're, they feel that because the shootings have been happening with greater regularity that they can get away with completely. And don't, don't forget Biden said last night that the second amendment is not absolute. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Jackass. It is. Uh, words like shall, or sometimes it's written in the negative shall not be infringed. Yeah. That's the, the that's the very, and you're a lawyer when you used to have a brain and it worked. That is absolute. Just because you say it's not absolute, it is absolute. We should probably pay close attention to what the Republicans in the Senate are willing to take a look at because that's the reasonable section of the room. There's some things you could do. I'm, I'm not like the other side. I'm not opposed to everything the way that they, they're opposed to everything. 
They won't give an inch on anything. And they expect you to completely let go of your operating guiding principles. Uh Uh-uh. It's not going to go that way. And let me just say, as we go to the break, November 8th cannot get here quick enough. This radical regime has to be stopped. And the way it's going to be stopped, and I've been saying it from the beginning, is at the ballot box. And that's why they're flipping out and so concerned because they're standing right now uh, before the electorate is really bad. And it should be. They've done a terrible job. I'm Hurley in the morning. This is WPG Talk Radio 95.5, South Jersey's number one talk station. Thank you for that. Fox News Commentary. I'm Jimmy Fallon, and I'll tell you about Johnny Depp and Amber Heard's Hollywood ending next. I'm Mark Crafts. I'm a stage four cancer survivor, and I've been through quite a lot. And I'm here today because of breakthroughs and because of great care. Conquer cancer is so important to me. When you back conquer cancer, you are really helping researchers break through with an idea that may save lives. Help me accelerate cancer research. You can make a difference for every cancer, every patient, everywhere. Visit conquer.org ruled that Amber Heard defamed Johnny Depp's character, thus putting an end to a trial that seemed to last longer than their marriage. Now, if the goal of the case was to make the rest of us feel better about the relationships we're in, Amber and Johnny knocked it out of the park, because you really get perspective from listening to these two maniacs every day. You know, you come home after a rough day at work and say to yourself, well, at least my wife didn't poop the bed. That's just one of the insane accusations we heard in the last few weeks. The jury decided not to believe all women, as they taught us in the Me Too movement, because as it turns out, some women lie when they think it'll help their cause or their career. And I hate to say that, because it's a setback to the real battered women in this country who do come forward, which is why a jury was right to make Amber pay Johnny 15 million bucks. Now, the good news for Amber is the state laws will likely lower the amount of money she has to pay. The bad news is she still needs to spend a ton of money on acting lessons. Because in the end, she cast herself in a drama, the public took a performance as a comedy, and Johnny Depp went home with all the awards. Although, if you ask me, the real winners were the people who didn't watch this clown show. Hi, it's Mark Levin. Join me this evening at 6. Now back to Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio, 95.5 FM, 1450 AM, South Jersey's talk station. Ah, yes, the great one. Thank you, sir. 25 minutes past the hour. Uh, I'm in favor of this. I think you have to look at it case by case because you can't tear everything down. I mean, if you have a shooting uh, at the U.S. Capitol, for example, you wouldn't tear down the the United States Capitol building. But I'm in favor of students and staff never returning to the Robb Elementary School. I've actually given this a lot of thought. Tear it down. Uh, nobody wants to go back in there. It's It's a terrible memory beyond words. And they're not going back in there. There was a cryptic message by the Biden White House that they're open to assisting. And the way they blow money and what they blow it on Build them a school. That's what I would do. But yeah, they're not going back in there. Nobody's ever going back in there. And until they have additional space, they're working a plan right now to just look throughout the district and see what they can do about placing uh, all the students and all the staff elsewhere. So I'm in favor of that. Just something I wanted to mention to you. This uh, caught my eye, and I don't know how many people 
that when you would hear this or see it, that it would immediately, it came so, I can't explain it other than the way that I process things. I see a report that Russia tells its media to minimize, and it's really not minimize. They don't want them to mention at all. Minimize means just don't over, you know, do it. Uh, So the media is just wrong even in how they report it. But they're telling the media in Russia, which they control, and it's not any different here in America where the Democrats control much, most of the media here. It's amazing how similar the Democrats of today are to Russians, to socialists, to communists. It's not a coincidence. If you think about it, there's not much difference there versus here with the media, with the exception of, obviously, Fox News and talk radio. Newspapers are largely completely biased and ridiculous and dying. You've got your Democrat networks and cable channels and so on. But think about this. Russia tells their media, do not mention that today is the 100th day of the Ukraine war. Because obviously it's it's a source of great embarrassment for Putin because it was supposed to last Joe Biden's just wrong again. It was supposed to last 24 hours. Oops. How'd that go? But think about how there's not much difference at all. A distinction with a difference, a distinction without a difference. I mean, you decide it's that close. But here at home, Biden didn't even have to ask or tell the Democrat media not to report about Hunter, his brother, himself, all these things that they have done, all these many tens of millions of dollars that Biden Inc. has received from China, from Russia, from Ukraine. What's the difference between the two? I I guess one tells the media they can't report on something and they comply, and the other, it's so much in cahoots, they don't even have to tell them? Do you think it was an accident that no coverage at all happened in the run-up to the 2020 election on so many things that would have actually changed the result of the election? So that's how my mind works. I see a headline that Russia tells its media to not mention day 100 of Ukraine war. And I think, wow, it's just no different. The the only difference is people that are stupid, people that don't pay any attention, people that don't care, don't see these things. But I see them. I absolutely positively know that what I just said to you is provable. It's the truth. There's barely a difference between the two. They have an identical operating philosophy. They only want people to agree with them. They only want a media that will report things that are in agreement with them. And anything that doesn't, they look upon as a problem that they need to exterminate. I don't know how anybody can argue that. 
it just was so obvious to me that it's the same operating philosophy. When we get to open forum later uh, in about a half an hour, somebody tell me where I'm wrong about that because I will, I will correct the record if you can prove that what I just said is wrong. But was Hunter Biden coverage allowed? Was laptop coverage allowed? Was any difference in opinion of COVID-19 allowed? None of it. None of it. You were shut down. You were ghosted and or put in social media jail or you were deplatformed altogether. And let me ask you this, because I have people I see all the time that tell me, yeah, Harry, I'm back in Facebook jail or, you know, I'm suspended again or this and that. Tell me a liberal that ever gets suspended or ghosted or put in some kind of timeout box uh, or deplatformed. Tell me anyone that has ever been deplatformed for that. Now, wouldn't you think that when it's proven the Russia thing was a complete Hillary Clinton conceived scheme, scam, hoax? Now, wouldn't that mean that all the people that wrote that stuff, shouldn't they even in uh, retroactively, shouldn't they be suspended or deplatformed? I think you get my point. It's why I say I'll wait next hour to be disproved, but it can't be done because I just locked it up. I just buttoned it down. I made it impossible to prove that what I said is false because it's provably true, and I just did it. This is the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network. And it is I, in the nick of time, Harry Hurley in the morning, with three stories that you can follow on our WPG Talk Radio 95.5 app. The Absecon City Council denied more than 30 residents the opportunity to speak on a topic of their choice last night. You are a disgrace. We write about it. Atlantic City professional firefighters who died in the line of duty between 1896 to 2021, we have every one of them painstakingly chronicled and hazardous debris at an Atlantic City school. From the Town Square, New Jersey, Info and Weather Network, I'm Chris Coleman for Chief Meteorologist Dan Zarrow. We have an absolutely beautiful weekend ahead of us. For today, some patchy fog this morning with some lingering clouds. Sunshine will slowly return with a high of 81. Just a few clouds tonight with a low of 59. Sunshine tomorrow, no sea breeze. Highs 75 to 80. More sunshine Sunday, but a little cooler. Highs for everyone in the 70s. Get weather 24-7 wherever you are. Download our free mobile app today. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. You like WPG Talk Radio 95.5, South Jersey's number one talk station. All right, here's what we're going to do. I spoke with Dale Conover during the break, and he's going to join us at 7.05. Uh, he deserves the right to be heard. And anybody that knows me knows that for more than 30 years, when we see an individual or a situation that is unjust, that's what we've always done on this program. We've provided an outlet to let people be heard when, when they otherwise are in the process of getting squashed. Although I have to say, uh, Dale Conover, he's, he's got the Absecon City Council on the run. So we'll do that at 7.05. So what that means is I said we were going to go to your calls. I'm going to stop what I was doing 
and I'm going to begin open forum now. So I will give you back what that interview at 705 will take. And then we'll continue with open forum after we'll do one segment with Dale and then we'll go back to open forum. There is one comment I would like to make. Do you find it just a little bit interesting that the radical Democrats and let's call them that. And I'm not talking about good Democrats. There's a handful, uh, but they're becoming far and few. The radical Democrats want the right to an abortion to be an absolute right. Yet it's not in the Constitution at all. And yet the Second Amendment is a constitutional right. And these same radical Democrats want to tell us it's not absolute. It's interesting, isn't it? How whacked and messed up they are. Something that's not even a right. They jam down your throat that it's an absolute right. Something that is an absolute right. They tell you it's not an absolute right. Stick with me. We're not we're not letting them get away with it. Welcome to Hurley in the morning. You're on the air. Morning, Harry. It's Tom. Good morning, Tom. Yeah, that uh, that thing about abortion versus gun rights is is definition of hypocrisy. But now I don't I can't stand to listen to that senile communist from from the White House anymore. Yeah. But I heard a bleep this morning on uh, Fox News that he's looking to drop the veil of protection against the gun manufacturers, meaning that they're going to be able to be sued? Well, that's that's their plan. I mean, they want to put him out of business. Uh, I did a a little monologue on that yesterday because there is a um, manufacturer that right now is being sued. And the way that our country is right now, Sussman, who should have been convicted, was exonerated. Some gun manufacturer is going to get convicted. They're going to get put out of business because they'll get hit with some uh, unpayable, exorbitant, punitive damage thing. And now you add uh, to it the president wants to take the formal step of removing their protection. Then that means that if you beat somebody with a bat, you got to, then they got to, you can't, we won't have baseball anymore. And if you hit somebody with a toaster, then we're going to put the toaster, you know, manufacturers out. I mean, it just, Tom, it doesn't end. How about the car manufacturers and the people that make knives? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're next on the list. Have to be. It, it, instead of instead of trying to, to get to the root cause, you know, they, they talk about protection in schools. Any, any talk about uh, the importance of a family unit or a father figure or? Nope. You know, stress the mental health issue. Nope. They want to blame the gun because they have a radical agenda to disarm America because they know what that means. That means then you will have to rely on the government to protect you. They do. That's why they don't like capitalism. They want people to have to rely on the government. Tom, you get it. And most of our listeners, I'm, I'm convinced, get it. Everything they do is so predictable And you can just look at it and see what their angle is because it's never what's on the cover. They've always have an angle to get some other result that they want. And it always involves the American people giving up civil liberties and becoming more dependent on the government. Because if they get everybody whipped in line to where you can't make it without them, they keep power forever. 
All right. Yeah. Well, listen, Harry. Have a happy and safe weekend. You too, my friend. Birthday's coming up soon. See ya. Yes, sir. I know. I know. We share that, Tom. Have a great day. See you, my friend. 609-407-1450, open phone line. We'll be right back. More of your calls right after this. The great one. Take us into the break, please. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 South Jersey's Talk City Life. Hi, it's Mark Lee and Van Camp. Join us later today at 1. Now back to Hurley in the morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM South Jersey's Talk Station. And the heat is on now, so if you haven't called my friends at Ambient Comfort Heating and Cooling Professionals, it's a good time to uh, to do so. AmbientComfortNJ.com, 609 609- Five six eight zero nine five five. A lot of things they can do for you. You can do what we've done, and that's get set up so that at least a couple of times a year they come and they inspect the equipment. They get it ready for summer, then they get it ready for winter, and you just find out exactly. It's kind of like a baseline type of thing. You know if your equipment is good, or if you need things repaired, or if you th- need things replaced. Ambient comfort heating and cooling professionals. 609-568-0955. That's 609-568-0955 on the web at ambientcomfortnj.com. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air. Caller, may I help you? All right, we always give a second chance. Listen for the beep. Caller, are you there? Welcome to the program. Hello, uh, can I go off the air? Well, no, I'm live on the air right now. How am I going to go off the air? I just came back from break. Uh, so if you didn't call to be on the air, I'm just going to have to say we'll talk to you next time. Got to go. 609-407-1450. I'm a staff of one. How am I going to go off the air? Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air. Uh, yes, good morning. I either uh, It's either fortunate or unfortunate to have the memory of an elephant, but I'd like to go back to the Aurora, Colorado shooting circuit July 20th, 2012, where I used to live on the fifth floor of the community room. We had a, 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 a computer that was used by everybody. It was a community computer. And I would uh, Google stuff all the time. I didn't really go on YouTube at that point. I had a TV nearby that I had on for background noise. And at 4 o'clock in the morning, it came on. Newsflash. Flash, right? <laughs> one shooter's been apprehended. One shooter's been apprehended. One is still at large. Every five minutes, every ten minutes. One shooter's been apprehended. One, it didn't say the name James Holmes. About quarter of five, all of a sudden, dead, dead air. No more reporting of the incident at all. At 5.30, it picked up right where it left off. One, app, one shooter has been apprehended. One shooter has been apprehended. That's it. No, we were mistaken about a second shooter. So actually... People in the theater had seen two shooters. So I don't want to say it's a big conspiracy, but I have to because if you want to say it's all unilaterally unrelated incidences, that that being a string of back-to-back um, coincidences that are not related to each other, well, I, everything's interconnected. Let's go back to let's go back to early history of America. Yeah, Jonathan Edwards, he was a, a circuit preacher, John Wesley Methodist preacher who preached up and down the colonies, and he preached a sermon, Sinners in the Hands of an Angry God. And hundreds into thousands of colonial Americans got saved. That's called the First Great Awakening. However, in the early 20th century, a communist took over the Methodist Church. It just happens to be a fact. Harry Ward was a member of the American Communist Party. He was the co-founder of the ACLU, the American Civil Liberties Union. 
and he more or less planted doubts. He was a the doubting Christian, so to speak, if he was even a Christian at all. Was the Virgin Mary really a virgin? Was Jesus really the God-man to die for the sins of mankind? The main thing is being a good person. That's the main thing, a humanist type of church. So that being said, are these things being planned? Conspirare, to breathe as one from behind the scenes. That there's conspiracies being hatched before our very eyes every day of the week, whether people think so or not. Um, there's different different things that have happened that are side by side that are parallel to each other. They're spiritual and physical. Let's take let's take a look at abortion. Abortion is more of a spiritual issue than a political one because you don't have to be a Republican to be against abortion, but it doesn't hurt, right? Because at least we were against it in, the, in our party. But if you go back to uh, say Captain William Morgan uh, to take the 16th right of York Right Freemasonry, that's a that's a Royal Arts Mason in that brotherhood he belonged to. They said you cannot testify against another brother Mason of his even of his treason or murder. He said I can't do that. I'm a Christian and I'm a patriot. So they said, well, remember your oath. So you, you have your neck cut from side to side, have your tongue pulled out by its roots, and you'll be drowned in the ebb tide of the, of the uh, low tide, of the high tide. Or something to that effect. But he said, okay, right, right, well, right you are. He teamed up with a disgruntled ex-Mason who had a printing press. And they started printing out anti-Masonic literature to the effect that it had been infiltrated by bad people. Illuminati, basically, and uh, they murdered him. And it's a matter of a, it's a matter of record. It's the second great awakening that thousands of York Right Freemasons were so ticked off about this man being murdered because he was a brother Mason. They renounced Freemasonry and got saved. I'm not saying Masons are evil people. I did not say that. That that's a lie, and I would never say that. But I'm just saying infiltration. I'm talking about good organizations being infiltrated by evil people. That's what I'm always talking about. But anyway, it also led to the anti-Masonic party which lasted 1826 to 1848 when Captain William Morgan was murdered. So all these things are happening side by side because these people have been around since our beginning. When uh, our fifth president, John Quincy Adams, had warned George Washington that the Parisian Jacobins were here on America's shores, he said, where do you get that information from? He said, I got it from John Robeson, professor of natural sciences, advanced mathematics and physics, Edinburgh University, proofs of a conspiracy against all the religions and governments of Europe carried on in the secret meetings in the Freemasons and Illuminati reading societies. George Washington said, I concur, you are correct, that the Parisian Jacobins have, have come to America's shores and they're working their nonsense here. So actually, there, that's the first... Um, anti-globalist right there our first president and our fifth president and you know so that that's the whole thing that's what we're up against we're up against a secret power that works from behind the scenes and if you think it's all jive nonsense then i just i, I don't know what to say well i mean russia has its oligarchs and we have here in america very powerful unelected people look this ron Klain, who very well i believe after the midterm elections is going to be gone biden uh he he is tired of looking like the dope that they have made him out to be uh, by changing everything he says five seconds after he says it. Uh, so he's had it with all of my think. Uh, Klain's going to be gone, but that guy, I mean, they call him internally the prime minister. That's a scary thought. Uh, that that may have been, and and I did it on purpose, that may have been the longest monologue by a chairman you're no longer rush chairman you are the chairman of the conspiratorium that may be the longest monologue of a chairman of the conspiratorium in american talk radio history i just happy to say that i was a listener and a part of it the flash is out of here until monday welcome to hurley in the morning you are on the air <laughs> good morning Harry. yes listen let, let, let me ask you a question if the Second Amendment 
is not absolute. Does that also mean that Roe v. Wade is not absolute? Well, of course, and I actually talked about that, and I'll, go, I'll even go to a more finite level because we're not comparing apples to apples. The Second Amendment is in the Constitution and is an absolute right, and it says so, shall not be infringed. So that answers that question, even though the president once again has lied to the American people uh, because they want to actually take rights that are prescribed in the Constitution and say they're not absolute rights. Then they want to uh, inflict upon society something that they say is absolute that isn't even in the Constitution, that is not even a right. So I I just double down on you. It's it's a brilliant point, uh, something that's not even mentioned in the Constitution. And why would abortion be, Uh, especially when you consider that our founding fathers were religious men, they were Christians, and uh, they founded our country on Judeo-Christian principles. So why would they have mentioned in our founding documents that you could kill babies, like, and that that was a right? I mean, it's just it's ludicrous. But you were talking before about how are are these these quote leaders are acting like the Russians? Yeah. So I also uh, we I, we talked about this a couple of months ago. Uh, they're also but Andy. Real quick, just let me uh, give context to those who did not hear and check out the podcast later because I think it was one of the most important monologues that I've ever done. I showed how Russia, Putin told the media yesterday, you are not to speak of today being the hundredth day of the war because he's totally embarrassed that it didn't end in 24 hours and it's gone on now for a hundred days. So they are censoring the media, telling them they cannot talk about the hundredth day. And I, I pose, how is that any different than people getting deplatformed, kicked off, uh, off social media platforms, uh, suspended, ghosted in many, many ways, limited in terms of what they were allowed to say relative to Hunter Biden, Joe Biden, the rest of Biden, Inc., uh, COVID-19. If you had a difference of opinion, you were shut down. I submit there's no difference between the two. At least Russia is honest about it. I, I agree with you a thousand percent. But as far as China's concerned, think about this. Uh, we were told we didn't have rights to our own bodies. We were forced to have an injection in our arms. We were told that tenants didn't have to pay their rent to their landlords, which means we have no property rights. And we were told that children, uh, that, that school uh, parents have no uh, business telling schools what they should be teaching their children, and children can now get a transgender transitioning and by the way even before you get to that part with with some of that because it is true you can't bring an aspirin into school but your child could have an abortion and they they don't tell the parents uh it's 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 remarkable or undergo uh gender reassignment and the parents aren't i mean it's just you, you just can't believe what's going on right now but all of this they they pick and choose And they take the side that supports their agenda no matter what it is, whether it's a constitutional right or whether they want to make something that's not a right. They make it into a fake right. It's really remarkable what they're getting away with. Ten seconds, Harry. Joe Biden and these Democrats, there's a school shooting. What's the first thing they say? Our thoughts and prayers go out to the families. The same people who won't allow prayer in school, in that school. 
that amazing? Well, remember, they don't know the definition of a woman, but yet every time they nominate a woman that they consider to be a trailblazer or breaking new ground, they they say a woman has never held this position before. Uh, they are so inconsistent that they're so easy to tie up into knots. Andy, the end of the hour is here. We're going to have more open forum next hour. But in the first segment, we're going to visit with Dale Conover, who is the deputy fire chief of Absecon. Absecon City Council actually had people stay at a meeting through their protracted executive session. All the people, 30 plus, that wanted to speak on a topic on Dale Conover uh, had every indication they would be able to speak. And then the Absecon City Council did not let them. WPGG Atlantic City, WENJHD3 Millville, a town square media station. Everything you need to know in six minutes starts now. From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Yep, yep, Live yep. from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. It is six minutes past the hour. I hope and I believe that many of you, because I know we have the the analytics to prove it we we've written a lot of pieces about dale conover and the reason is because anytime we see injustice what's the expression you know injustice anywhere is injustice everywhere you have a situation where a completely out of control government that simply doesn't like the philosophy of governance of dale conover i mean it's so it's so transparent it's it's ridiculous if anybody really believes that this is truly about Dale Conover writing, what is it, one, two, three, four words, waste of taxpayers' money. So if you go to my archives, you can find out all about this. Or really, you could just go to today's story, which is already – the article is already going supernova viral uh, as we speak. So – Maybe it's easy for me because this is what I do. It's I, I can look at something and I'm really good at connecting the dots. I'm really good at seeing who's the victim, who's the perp, and the Absecon City Council, you are the perps. You should do a perp walk for this scam that you've been pulling and trying to make it look like you're really not behind it. As though we're supposed to believe that whether it's the fire chief or the police chief, and that, that whole thing has to be looked at because that police chief is not eligible to be the director of public safety. That, that has to be looked at, uh, but that's for another day. But I just point that out. But if anybody thinks that, uh, and I don't think that uh, Roy Talley is a bad guy from what, I, what I've learned. I never heard of Roy Talley until uh, this issue. But the letter he wrote, and we have a copy of it up this morning, uh, in my article, if you go to the app or you go to um, uh, the website, WPGTalkRadio.com, or you can go to my Facebook page. And I know that um, Ashley Nicole uh, has also uh, shared it and some other people in AppSeekin have shared it. Dale has shared it, I believe. So it's out there. It's a lot of different ways you can you can see this. But But if anybody thinks he wrote a letter that says that I consulted with the city solicitor and, and the police chief – if anybody really believes that city council had nothing to do with that, 
and that somehow the, the volunteer fire chief has direct access to the city solicitor without any chain of command or being directed to do so, then I have a spectacular dilapidated bridge that I, I have a fire sale today and I've got the uh, volunteer fire company to back me up on it. It's for sale today at a price you'll never be able to touch again. There's no way they're not involved. They are involved. They've been lying throughout the whole thing. Their story evolves as it goes on. And I guess now, and Dale will be able to update all of us, I guess now to further show that they their hands are not on this at all, it'll be handled by arbitration or something like that. Joining us now, and think about this, did they have time to go after someone that served for more than 40 years to the present day, now as a superior officer, as the deputy fire chief, but for more than 40 years as a volunteer professional firefighter, usually you say thank you for your service. You don't do this kind of thing, but the majority, not all, there's some good ones. But you need more good ones. You need people like Chris Sayer, like La Rotunda. I mean, you you got to get rid of these woke, broke, joke, crazy Democrats, radical Democrats that simply didn't like Chief Conover's social media presence that is critical of their philosophy of governance. So they take this opportunity to politically retaliate. It's so easily apparent that that's what's going on. And last night um, is just another example of just how poorly they've handled things. Chief, it's uh, nice to welcome you back to the program. How are you, Dale? Uh, tired, Harry. Very tired of all this aggravation. But uh, you're spot on with all your uh, comments right now. And uh, they're listening right now. Oh, I, I, I meant to say that, Dale. Thank you. You picked me up good there. I appreciate the rescue. Uh, there's a majority. I know we have a quorum of Epsecon Council listening, and I gave you the best advice of all. There is actually a rule called the Law of Holes, H-O-L-E-S. And rule one in the Law of Holes, when you are stuck in a hole, you stop digging. They won't stop digging, Dale. No, that's correct. Uh, And like um, you mentioned, um, it's all Democratic-driven. Nick Rotunda, the only representative of the the Republican Party, he has to be uh, excused from this process because he is also a member of the Epsican Volunteer Fire Department. So he could not be a part of the process when it went into executive session. Wow. So So the only good guy, they find a way to freeze out. And then all the bad actors get to do what they want to do here. Think about taxpayer dollars wasted. There's been a city solicitor working on it, uh, two chiefs. I mean, but I I have to tell you, Dale Conover, uh, I'm just starting to get to know you. You have all my respect, though, because you actually have them on the run. They were afraid to take action. They have punted to some... Uh, alleged neutral arbitrator because i guess they believe that it's just going to be as simple as well you know we we he he posted something and we have these rules and and he shouldn't post and he i guess they just feel like some arbitrator is going to knock you down for this and then they can say and it wasn't us we didn't do it it was it was fairly done in arbitration it's so transparent what they're doing yes correct uh it was a uh a large uh 
largely attended meeting because there's another really contentious uh, topic going on regarding the liquor license uh, change. Oh, Oh, by the way, what a terrible thing. What a terrible thing to do to your businesses. I haven't even had a chance, Dale, to cover this. People are paying for a 24-hour license, and these jackasses in Apsekin on that city council want to limit the amount of time. And I went to the actual um, police uh, information on this. There's no problems to speak of during the hours they want to shut people down. There's no reason to do this. Uh, Yes, Mr. Uh just to go off, off subject there, several people spoke in favor of the uh, the, the, the Black Cat and Mr. Uh, Rafici's establishment. And once again, the council had their mind already made up. And they, uh, besides Mr. Mr. Levertunda, was the only no vote. And they went ahead and did their what their, they did. And now the, uh, the two uh, establishments' owners are going to have to suffer if they ever tried to sell their. But uh, back to my story. Yeah. yeah. Um, a few people got up. They were under the public portion uh, before we went into executive session and, and spoke their piece in, in my uh, defense. And the majority of people, uh, I think, were kind of uh, taken back for all what was already had transpired earlier with the, the, the other licenses. And then they went, went to executive session, everybody's standing in the lobby, and then same thing, like you said earlier, one by one, people haven't eaten dinner yet, they're tired, and one by one, a lot of the support has started slowly filtering out. They They bring me and my attorney in, um, um, uh, I said my piece, my attorney said his piece, then they, we had to leave again, uh, another long session of what they were delivered, whatever they're talking about. They bring myself and my attorney into a separate conference room, just, and the city solicitor, not no, no council members or mayor, um, gave me an offer and somehow they're fixate, fixated on a 30 day. They want me to do 30 days. And here last about two weeks ago, I had enough of this stuff. And I said, I'm going to take one for the team. I want to move on and try to make things better for the fire department. And I did a 10-day suspension. And no contact with the fire company, nothing, no anything. And they, they, that was brought back to the council meeting by the police chief. And he was uh, the city. Chief, chief, do me a favor. Hold on. Hold on. Because that is breaking news. I did not know that. Uh, that really is meaningful because that showed your willingness to be cooperative. So you you basically, it sounds like to me, self-imposed a 10-day suspension, but that you're not willing to take a 30-day. And I'm just curious. I'm not saying that, that, that you should do it, but are they willing to give you the 10 days and then say just 20 more? Or do they want 30 and the 10 doesn't count? Uh, if you can stay, I want to do one more segment when we come back in just a few minutes. Your morning espresso starts right here. It's the Sean Hannity Morning Minute. So now they're going to spend a month communicating all of their, quote, accomplishments to date on the economy. What accomplishments? Because Americans, you know what? They're kind of sophisticated and they're not dumb. And they know that they're paying a fortune more for everything they buy, every store they go to, and more for gas or to heat and cool their homes and on and on and on. And this is very real for people. Two-thirds of Americans living paycheck to paycheck. You have literally, it is crushing the poor and the middle class and people on fixed incomes in this country. 
oh, I thought Democrats had a monopoly of compassion on those those demographic groups. No, they don't, because they're, they're more committed to their radicalism than they are to people having lower gas prices. The Sean Hannity Show from coast to coast later today. You know, shortages and inflation are forcing many of us to stay local this summer. Now, that's not a bad thing if you have a Michael Phelps swim spa by Master Spas in your backyard. Just go to masterspas.com, enter the promo code Hannity in the upper right-hand corner, and you could save up to $1,000 off your Master Spa. They have solutions for any size, backyard, or budget, and trust America's largest built hot tub and swim spa brand. The only one you need to know, masterspas.com. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack, but not with ZipRecruiter. Its powerful technology actively finds and invites qualified candidates to apply to your job. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you the needle in the haystack. See why four out of five employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. Healthy life. It's early in the morning, anytime, anywhere, on the WPG Talk Radio app. Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Reason I want to do one more segment with Dale is I thought that was extremely relevant that Dale just, and I can imagine because I've, I've, I feel like I've gone through this journey because we've covered really every major development that has happened from the beginning of this when I became aware of it. And it was even going on for a, an extended period of time before I became aware of it, uh, which shows that Dale was not looking to publicize anything. He was looking to resolve an issue. And for those who don't know, this was going on while he was on vacation. They actually took adverse action against him while he was on vacation, you know, under the the, the uh, Jack Cittarelli doctrine. Who does that? What kind of slime ball does that? Uh, but you mentioned that, and I, I imagine, I'm not going to put words in your mouth, but this has gone on for a number of months, for many months, for people that have never been through stress, you know, of their superiors and, you know, just the, the meat grinder that, that you get you, you get squished through. Uh, you you just want it to end. So you you figured if you did your own suspension that maybe sensible heads, you know, would prevail and it would just be over, correct? Correct. And myself, uh, the fire chief, and uh, the police chief sat down. We hashed it out, and I said, I want this to get it done with. So we agreed on a 10-day. Uh, the police chief uh, uh, said he had been in contact with the solicitor, that he, the solicitor was going to be able to sell this, to, should be able to sell this to council that night of the council meeting. This was going back two weeks ago. And then, um, boom, nothing, nothing. Well, here's the good news. I hate to say this, but here's the good news. Now you have malice in your favor. I hope you have a lawyer. Well, you do, because your lawyer was with you last night. Uh, and if he's not in the in the discipline, I'm, I'm about to, to recommend you need to get another lawyer because uh, you need to sue the mess out of these bad actors. So literally, the and I know that, that they have the structure that I believe is unlawful, but they have the police chief sort of uh, some kind of fake director of public safety or something. So he was in agreement. Your fire chief was in agreement. The city solicitor was in agreement. But city council, these radical Democrats that want to exact their uh, 
their their woke philosophy of governance, nothing is good enough for them because your social media presence, you are renting space for free in their very, very limited skulls. Uh, and you own them now. Dale, you own them. You do realize that, don't you? You own them. Yeah, I think so, Harry. And just unfortunately, all a lot of this stuff, there's no paper trail. It's all it's all done by phone calls. Well, and, then, then let's just say this: Do you think a chief is going to lie under you know p- penalty of of perjury and going to jail? I, I'm going to say that a city solicitor is not going to lie, an officer of the court. And I know you're listening. Good morning to you. Don't lie. I, I strongly urge you not to lie. Uh, and I don't think the two chiefs will lie. So. I think your truth will stand, and I'm confident even if you get completely gamed by a system that they may have some control over, you'll win if you sue them. A jury will absolutely believe uh, the truth and what happened to you. So that's what I mean by you own them in the end. You're going to be very rich. I don't know if you're rich now, but you're going to be very rich. No, I'm not. Well, you're going to be. You're going to be. Uh uh, just I know we're running short on time, but yeah. I just want to get this in real two things real quick. Uh, Tom Marone, running Republican for first ward, and Rich DeRose, second ward, are both good uh, candidates this year. I hope people come out and support in November to replace the two their their opposition that are currently Democrats. Well, and, and let me get in real chief, in, in real quick, Chief, because I was actually I don't do this very often, but I'm actually recommending that's what you have to do. You have to win elections. Now, are there only two seats open? Yes, there's only two seats. So it's a seven. Is it a seven-member board? Seven-member uh, council? Yes, there's seven seven, seven members, and there, only, there was only six in attendance last last night. All right, but I'm getting to a point. There's seven total. There's only one Republican. Uh, you could win two, which would get you to four three. So it's, it's pretty much like what happened in Galloway Township when I guaranteed that in two years Galloway Township would be back in Republican control. The, the thing they've miscalculated here, and I think they know it now, but it's too late because they, they, there's just there's no way to reverse what they've done. Uh, they're so radical and it's so understood that they're so radical and they're going over the top in their mistreatment of, of a public safety superior officer that they're going to lose seats. So I think you're two years away from uh, a whole new majority, a whole new philosophy of governance, and that's. I, I, I hate that you've had to go through this, but sometimes that's what it takes in order to effectuate change. Otherwise, just the status quo, they pretend they're moderates when they're really incredibly radical and they've been exposed. That's correct. And I'm, I'm not worried about myself. I'm just worried about what, what, who the next person is going to be, next member of the fire department or somebody else in that and that's being picked upon and uh, there's, they're being trying to make an example out of. Uh, they... You know, when, when you behave like Russia, when you go to social media pages and you try a gotcha game because you don't like uh, Dale Conover's social media page because he calls you out and, and really, you know, brings it to you and gives it to you good, uh, you need to understand that you don't have to like it, but you shouldn't abuse your position by going after someone when this is a country that's supposed to be all about freedom of speech and that we can have uh, differences in terms of philosophy of governance, that what they did is they, they, they just stirred up, you know, like, uh, like a hornet's nest here 
and they just don't know how to get out of it. So they keep making it worse and worse. Smartest thing they could have done last night would have been to accept the recommendation of the solicitor and ended the matter. That that would have been the smart thing to do. Correct. And now, like I said, the people were told that they could have comment after they came back out of executive session. But that that got that got real ugly real fast when they were when they were people the people that came back in were told they couldn't speak. Yeah, they wait for an hour and something for these idiots, you know, to do their Rumpelstiltskin routine behind closed doors, and everybody's told, yeah, you can talk when we come back, you know, and then they come back, no, no, you can't talk, you know, now it's an arbitration. So, I know I've been doing this for over thirty years. I know the good ones and I know the bad ones. These are really some of the worst local bad actors that you will ever find anywhere in this country. And I believe that Absekin will course correct at the earliest possible time. I hope Chris Sayer runs next year. I hope you win the two seats this year. I hope Chris Sayer can run next time uh, and get a couple of more in. And the next thing you know, uh, they'll be on the outs and then this kind of stuff doesn't happen. See, the, the sad thing is, even if it changes and there's a different philosophy of governance, there wouldn't be the kind of people that would ever go after the other side for their social media comments that they make. Uh, so they always think they win. They either think they have power or that the other side doesn't play dirty the way that they do. They made a big mistake last night, and I believe that, unfortunately, the taxpayers of Absecon are, are going to pay a heavy price. What I'm hoping is – when it when you can uh, prove malice, uh, I believe you can go after them personally as well. Uh, we've seen that in several examples uh, where it's been proven that some you know there, it, the shield is not. Let me use President Biden's words: the shield is not absolute. If somebody goes completely rogue, I mean, doesn't take the recommendation of legal counsel. None of them uh, I'm aware of are lawyers, and even if they are. That they would have a jackass for a lawyer if they tried to be their own lawyer. That's why you pay uh, a city solicitor. I think they made a really big mistake here, and I think it's going to be financially very expensive. And I think electorally, Democrats are going to get crushed in upseeking going forward. I hope the two candidates that are running against the two Democrats are strong because it would be terrible uh, for Democrats to win in this environment when they should have no business winning. But uh, really sorry that you're going through it. I give you a lot of credit for demonstrating good faith, serving a suspension. You realize you have such um, favor on your side with the law, with um, common sense, with with good order, with public opinion, because with the two chiefs and the solicitor, you served a suspension. That's got to count for something, even in this twisted situation. That's got to count for something. Uh, so I wish you well. Let me give you a closing comment. Anything, Dale, that you didn't get to share? Uh, yeah, yes. The, they're, they're, they wanted to be one of the phone, latest phone call conversations from the city solicitor to my attorney. They wanted me to just start this 30-day suspension August 31st. And I'm like, why Why would August 31st be the thing? Then my, my, my wife helped me, my brain click in gear that if I'm on any type of uh, disciplinary, disciplinary action whatsoever, then our fire company elections are in September and I'm, I'm unable to run for my position. And they figured this out like they, had, they would, uh, have a copy of our constitution and bylaws. So I guess they picked it apart 
found this little loophole. Oh, if Mr. Conover is being disciplined by the city, he's ineligible to run for the deputy chief's position. I got it. I got it. So they want to disqualify you from your office. Uh, and it shows bad faith because they had a meeting on June 2nd. What jackasses would ever assess something starting August 31st when they made the decision on June 2nd? Who does that? Correct. You got it. I'm telling you, you own them. I hope you understand. Sometimes when you're the one that's being harassed, because you are being harassed by these people, uh, and it's even worse than harassment. It really, I mean, it's supposed to be everything that the woke crowd is supposed to be against. They're supposed to be against bullying, but they're always guilty of everything. It's always it's always bizarre world. It's always opposite. Uh, you own them. In case you don't know it, you do. Uh, in so many ways, uh, the court of public opinion uh, is your new best friend. People know bad actors when they see them. This just continues to add to how how horrible these people are. Yeah, hi. We won't just start a thirty day suspension on august 31st not on june 3rd uh or right now june 2nd would you like to start right now no we'd like you to wait like two months three months uh and for no particular reason of course so good for you because you know when something doesn't seem right like hey what's this about they june 2nd and then they want me to start on august 31st what's this what's this delayed fuse about you got it you figured it out so keep in touch we're going to keep telling the truth. The public's going to keep embracing the truth. And it's going to be very tough for them to continue to govern at the rate they're going. That's correct. And I thank you for allowing, allowing me to have, have my say. And uh, God bless America. That's all I have to say. And to be continued. Yep. Good to talk to you, Chief. Be well. Uh, okay. Run for re-election okay. in, in September. Don't 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 listen to these fools. Their 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 time is is their political time is is uh, sands through the hourglass, and and it's about uh, a short hourglass long that they have. Uh, I wish you well. Let's keep in touch. Have a good day. We'll be back when we come back. Ah, yes, yes. Let's see. Let me roll back the wayback machine. God, if he was still like president of city council. Uh, we wouldn't even be talking about this because he doesn't play like that. Um, let's see. I'm trying to think. I think I met Chris Sayer in like 1980. And we're very young now. So that means we were probably negative years then. Chris Sayer, former Abseeking Councilman. Oh, Chris, I hope you run again. I wish you were running uh, this year. Something's got to give here. Uh, a voice of reason, I promise you, when we come back, Chris Sayer joins the program. This is the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network. And as always, it's Harry Hurley. And don't try this at home, pretty please. Three stories that you can follow on our WPG Talk Radio 95.5 app. Yes, your Absecon City Council denied residents the opportunity to speak after they had every reason to believe that they would be able to speak. It's disgusting. We have the story. Atlantic City professional firefighters, every one of them we have chronicled who died in the line of duty from 1896 to 2021. And we have a story about hazardous debris on an Atlantic City school. From the Town Square, New Jersey, Info at Weather Network, I'm Chris Coleman for Chief Meteorologist Dan Zarrow. Get ready for some nearly perfect weather, especially for the beginning of June. Patchy fog and clouds this morning, sunshine by this afternoon with a high of 81. 
there tonight, back down to 59. Sunshine tomorrow, 75 to 80. A tad cooler for Sunday with a slight onshore breeze. Lots of sunshine, 72 to 77. Get weather 24-7 wherever you are. Download our free mobile app today. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. Sean Hannity this afternoon at 3. Now, early in the morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. All right, here's one thing I can absolutely promise you without equivocation. If Chris Sayer was still on Absecon City Council, and if Chris Sayer, if he was the president of city council like he was for a number of years he was on city council for a decade we wouldn't even be talking about this it it, it couldn't happen it wouldn't happen and if somebody did something stupid down the ranks and 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 brought something like this into the into their realm he would have mitigated it It, we, we we would absolutely not be spending the time that we are on it and i feel comfortable saying that about you chris because of the kind of uniter that you are this reflects very poorly on Absecon, chris and in particular these democrat members who are disgracing themselves yeah harry it does uh, I, I was there last night and uh, again as always thank you for your kind comments and introduction um but uh yeah i i was i went to the meeting a, a couple months ago now when this first uh, surfaced and i was the one that asked the solicitor uh, about what council was doing behind the scenes or what they were doing. And he unequivocally said council had nothing to do with this. Um, so last night um, there were, uh, it was relatively a packed council chamber. Right. By, is- by the way, you, you don't believe that for a second, do you? No, I didn't believe it then. Yeah, and, and certainly now they can't say they don't have anything to do with it now because they, they didn't take the deal I mean, if you already worked off the time, if it's all over and the solicitors in agreement and recommending that that you end it, that the two chiefs, this is what you put in place. uh, I mean, come on. They can't say they're not involved now, Chris. Yeah. Yeah. And and again, let me preface this by saying when I was on the air with you again a month or two ago and when this all started, I said that – I don't agree with Dale that this was a waste of taxpayers' money. The issue being uh, refurbishment and uh, new design of uh, uh, of a dock down there on Fawns Landing Road. I don't agree with him, but I agree and will defend to the death, so to speak, as they say in the history books, his right to have his opinion. And that's where this six-one Democratic Council in Absecon. So I asked last night before the Rice meeting in executive session. So, Mr. Solicitor, I know counsel is not going to speak to me, but you said I'm very confused. I don't understand why counsel is now having a rice meeting uh, when I was told that they had nothing to do with this. And I'm led to believe that the fire chief and the police chief, uh, you know, have have resolved a compromise. And yet now, apparently, Epsecon City Council, who hasn't been involved in the first place, is somehow now going to have a rice hearing. And he said, oh, no, I don't remember saying that. Wow. And I've spoken to Dale, and Dale says, you wow. know, the audio tapes are there. The tapes are there. Get the, get, listen, get the tapes because bad actors destroy tapes. Oh, oh, my God, what happened? Everything's there except that one. Oops, we don't know what happened there. Wow, he doesn't remember saying what he said. They were. I'm just going to tell our audience, Absecon Council was always involved. There's no, there's no chance that they were not involved, and they certainly are involved now. 
And, and in fact, if you weren't involved, if you were so dispassionate about something that you were just letting staff handle it, then why would you get involved and protract it and do what they're doing now? The, the truth is so obvious here, Chris. Yeah. So, so, so I also then asked him, all right, so let me get this straight. Going to be a, a executive session, a rice hearing. Um, when it, Mr. Solicitor, if, if city council makes a decision one way or the other, impacting the employee, you have to come out in public session, make that decision public, and it'll be an open public meeting. Yes. So that solicitor, again, I don't know. I'm sure he's a good man. Well, now he's earning his money for them because now he's trying to stop the digging of the hole and undig it by, by no doubt advising them, look, if we go to an arbiter, then you don't ever have to speak to this in public session. We'll kick the can down the road, number one, and then eventually when an arbiter is involved and makes a decision, the arbiter, he or she's the good guy or the bad guy. And oh, by the way, to the the expense of the city of Absecon, Harry, I'm going to have to infer we're not talking about some volunteer amateur arbiter. An arbiter is usually a retired judge or someone in the legal field who's going to charge a fee to provide the service. Chris, Chris, let me pose a question to you and we'll get the break in and you can respond to the question on the other side of the break. We've got to get the break in now. Isn't Dale entitled to a decision within the chain of command within the government? He, I don't know that anybody, I don't know the structure of a volunteer professional fire department uh, well enough to, to, to know. But see if you can answer this, Chris, when we come back. And if not, I'm going to look into it and get an answer. I think he's entitled to a decision from the people that have accused him of these things that have taken the action that they've taken so far. He had the agreement with the solicitor and with both chiefs, you know, serve this suspension now. It'll be all over. I'll recommend a city council, you know, and I'm sure they'll go along with it. In a normal world, it would we wouldn't even be talking because it, it wouldn't even have gotten this far. But certainly it would have ended yesterday. But these jackasses are so out of control that this is what they're willing to do. I, I don't see how Dale Conover has to agree to arbitration. Now, you, if you sign a contract or, or with, who knows, with a credit card company and you agree, if we have a dispute, you agree when you sign and have this credit line. And Chris, you know, I was a banker. I was your banker, I think, when I was an Absecon. Uh, then you agree to arbitration. I don't know anybody that's either a city employee or de facto in this respect with respect to the volunteer structure where you agree that arbitration is the decider. I don't think they should go with that. And I'll say, I'll say as we go to the break what I said uh, to Dale. Uh, I got my abacus out during the last break. Dale Conover is going to be very, very rich. Summertime at the Jersey Shore. The glitz and glamour of Atlantic City's casinos. Jersey's best pizza on the Ocean City Boardwalk. Great rides in Wildwood. And miles and miles of bumper-to-bumper traffic. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 wants to keep you moving with expanded summertime traffic updates Friday afternoon through your ride back Sunday evening. WPG Talk Radio 95.5, South Jersey's talk station. From the world's playground, this is Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Chris, I'm actually uh, feeling sorry for the city solicitor because... I think a very bad day is coming for this individual because, and I wanna, I'm going to go back to the question in a second, but I was thinking about this during the, the, the break that we just had. 
The city solicitor was part of a process where a volunteer deputy chief was serving a suspension that the city solicitor agreed was the appropriate course. We're going to just, you know, end this. It's protracted. Let's just everybody can agree it's going to be over. Uh, I'll recommend it to city council and then there'll be that. They had to be so confident uh, that it was over that they did it. They didn't say, hey, we'll present this to city council for them to approve. And then you would start. Uh, uh, whatever length of suspension it would be, he served the suspension. And both chiefs agreed as well. Uh, now they throw it to an arbitration process. And I don't know, I don't know how bad these people are. Like, are they going to pick a friend that they get to pay and, 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 and get, get the decision they want? Uh, I feel bad for the solicitor, though. Chris, you, you know the way I work. Um, I go after the truth. And I relentlessly pursue it. And when I see bad actors at work, uh, I expose them. So whether it's Butch or Caleb or all these other people, I'm going to be on you until you do the right thing. As, as you do the right thing, I commend people. It doesn't matter to me if they're Republican or Democrat. You do bad stuff. Uh, for them to fake like they were never involved when I know they were involved neck deep and they forgot there is a thing called the law of holes. It really exists. And when you're in a hole, you stop digging. They keep on digging. They're not stopping. I feel bad for some of the people. Like this solicitor, uh, it, for me, is a dupe. He tr he's trying to do the right thing. Then it gets so bad for him that when an honorable man like Chris Sayer, this is a former president of the governing body, and the solicitor is aware of that, and then he tells him, I don't remember that, uh, just remember when there's something you should know and you say you don't remember, there can be very significant legal consequences for that kind of behavior. I feel bad for the solicitor. Anyhow, uh, is arbitration within their right at this point, Chris? Uh, yeah, two, two quick points. Uh, and thanks for giving me the time to think about this on the break, too. Yeah. Um, num number one, uh, you made this point, and I'm going to endorse it. Um, I don't know all the council people who sit there now well. I know a few of them well. And it's 6-1 Democrat. But let me assure you that the people that I know, some of the people I know in council, are not um, AOC, uber left-wing Democrats. These are good, honest, absecan, hardworking, long-term family who just, because they know people and they got asked by the Democrat Party, and the Republican Party what may not have been smart enough to ask them. They ran for council. Historically, it's been a, uh, a nonpartisan uh, event once you're elected uh, in Absecon City Council. So, so these are still some people there who, you know, I don't understand then once they get in a position like that, that, you know, they don't endorse the, the far left uh, political platform of the National Democrat Party but they're branded that way, even locally. And now on this particular issue, they are now getting, I mean, the former fire chief's uh, wife uh, a couple meetings ago used the word woke and called them that. Well, uh, and they are because, look, when your solicitor and your chiefs that supposedly you tasked or didn't task, they were just through osmosis. They knew they needed to do this because you say you don't have anything ever to do with it. You're all liars when you say that. Nobody believes you. You don't believe yourself. Uh, and so now, though, when they do all this and they come to you with it, you, you want to continue to further this uh, retaliation. 
this is bad faith, Chris. So back to the uh, arbitration point. It, it gave me time to think on the break, Harry. Here's a new little twist we haven't thought of. Okay. So um, as you know, there's like 79 plus different forms of uh, of, uh, of uh, council mayor or government in the state of New Jersey, literally. Yeah. And the absecond form is strong council, weak mayor. Well, what does that mean? Um, council has uh, uh, committees that uh, supervise and oversee. Yeah, by, by the way, we're down to 40 seconds. Let me say quickly, because Atlantic City is strong council, weak mayor. Council, mayor proposes, council disposes. Council has more power. Agreed. But in the form of government absecond, the weak mayor's only supervisory role is the police department, the police chief. So the police chief that they rightly or wrongly created as a public safety officer reports to the mayor. So it is the mayor who controls what the police chief and therefore the fire chief who reports to the police chief. So they went outside his executive authority as director of public safety. That's his purview. Not That's theirs. The mayor's call to supervise and adjudicate that. Oh, this is going to be very interesting. Chris, we've got to go. I'm so happy you got to share that. To be continued, my friend. All right, bye. Thank you. Palestina and Associates presents Atlanta County Republican Party Chairman Dom Purdy next. Vince is WPGG off. Atlantic City, WENJHD3 Millville, a town square media station. Everything you need to know in six minutes starts now. From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. It is six minutes past the uh, top of the hour. And uh, Chris Ayer, it was just uh, an honor to present you. Uh, such a good man. I hope you run again in the near future because you would be successful as you have been in the past. Chris served for more than a decade on App Seeking Council. I do want to make something clear. I don't know Bill Blaney. But I know of Bill Blaney. Bill Blaney is a good man. Bill Blaney is the, is the, the solicitor in Absecon. Bill Blaney, along with the fire chief, Roy Talley, and the police chief, forgive me, I forget his name, and that's just a sin of the mind, not of the heart. I'm not trying to, uh, to put him down. I just can't remember his name at this second. Uh, they, they got together in good faith. They, they obviously believed that this was worked out because you wouldn't have somebody this is almost like when a superintendent uh, does something non-pro-tunk and comes back to the meeting and the Board of Education votes against him or her. And I never did that. If a superintendent had to take an action because it couldn't wait until the, it, till the next time we met, I voted for my superintendent to, that I trust the CEO to make that decision. Here, your, your well-qualified solicitor who's a good man comes up with a solution to end all of this nastiness, this problem that was protracted for months and months and months. They serve, he serves the suspension, and then city council goes and does this Rumpelstiltskin stuff. So my grievance is not with Bill Blaney. I just feel bad that Bill Blaney, because uh, Dale Conover is going to sue the absolute just pants off of uh, Absecon. Sad for the taxpayers, 
but elections have consequences. And now let me feather right to our all-star guest on the Hurley in the Morning Newsmaker Hotline. Filling in today for Senator Vince Palestina is my very good friend, the former longtime mayor of Galloway Township, right next door to Absecon, obviously, and the current uh, outstanding chairman of the Atlanta County Republican Party, my good friend, Don Purdy. He is filling in today for the senator this hour. Each month, I'm proud to report presented by Palestina and Associates, a very well-respected, long-standing engineering firm here locally. And Senator Palestina is on assignment today. So filling in for the senator is the chairman. Chairman Purdy, let me give you uh, the floor and, and make a comment because this seems very eerily similar to what happened in, in Galloway. And I made the bold prediction two years in advance that in two years, Galloway Township will be back in control of the Republican Party. Now it is every single seat. Uh, this is the kind this is career ending type stupidness that these Absecon Democrats are doing. And, and I do want to make it clear. I hold Bill Blaney harmless. He actually solved a problem and city council decided to not take his advice and to exacerbate the problem. Uh, your, your thoughts about all this, because I know as chairman, you've been following it. First of all, good morning, Harry. I appreciate the time to uh, talk to you and your listeners. Um, again, the senator is out, so it's actually pretty good that I have a good relationship with him, that he trusts me, believe it or not, enough to fill in for him. Um, but, you know, Harry, this is the typical, um, what they say, um, elections have consequences. Yeah. And, um, you know, when, when you look at a – and listen, I want to make it perfectly clear, like you put on the, on the record – Absecon is a great town. Um, it, it's a good little city. Um, it, you know, it's far enough away from Atlantic City to isolate itself from the big city and as well enough to have that hometown feeling. So, you know, I, I, I my hat goes off. J.R. Lachlan is the police chief of the city of Absecon. Great gentleman. He's been there his whole career. Uh, his men and women have uh, total confidence in him. They are understaffed. I mean, you have a councilman like Councilman... Um, Little Rotunda that made a statement that said, you know, I believe Nick's 27. There was more people on that police force before he was born than it is right now. Wow, that's crazy. And, um, you know, obviously, yeah, it's grown uh, leaps and bounds. There's been a lot of development and uh, and so forth that's going on in, in Absecon since that time. I believe um, it was 92, I believe, uh, or 93. But, you know, back to the point, Harry, this is the problem when you have people that are not qualified to be in office and you elect them into a position to run your near and dear hometown um, that people love so much. And that's really uh, probably 75% of the people in Absecon live in Absecon because they love it. Let me ask you a question, Don, and this is at several levels. And, and I've been a board member, so I know if my solicitor and numerous department heads worked out an accommodation and an employee did the agreed upon whatever disposition, when that would come to me, I wouldn't even think about countermanding that. You embarrass actually your professionals. You protract and create new problems. And this is just such with such malice. They were so stupid not to take Blaney's advice on this. 
Well, I mean, one thing, Harry, is it comes down to egos. It comes down to egos, personal feelings. Um, you know, I could tell you multiple times that I sat in that mayor's chair and our solicitor or the GIF solicitor had came in and told us, you know, you need to settle this lawsuit because at the, at the, at the end of the day, um, it, it, you might win, but it's going to cost you a lot more money. And we bit our tongues. We knew it wasn't right, but we knew in the legal uh, format and also the, 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 the judgment of the public taxpayer, because listen, the taxpayer is the one that's paying the bills either way. And to fairness to them, the best cause of action would be to settle this because of a why. Now, when you look at AppSeekin's side of it, obviously the, the solicitor, um, the chief of police, uh, and I believe the fire chief, they got together and they come up with a, um, a, a solution that uh, they thought was going to be the correct um, situation. And Which, by the way, they were so confident that it was over, the employee served the suspension. Yes, yes. How, how, um, how does a, a governing body, after the fact, countermand that? It, it, it can only be because of this political retaliation, this malice that they have displayed unqualified people in office, Harry. It comes down to it. And, you know, not to go into the federal level, because we could be there, you know, in the national spotlight all day long, um, because you know where I'm going to go with it, so I'm not <laughs> going to do it, because it would take your whole show. Um, we are living this every day, Harry. Yeah. And, and you know, when they say red wave, red wave, red wave, you know, it's, <laughs> it's really not a red wave if you come down to a normal ground-level person. A normal person that goes to work every day and comes home and, and cooks dinner uh, and has their kids in recreations or sports or, you know, whatever it might be, and then they put their head on their pillow, they don't see it as red and blue. They see it as right and wrong. They see it as common sense and nonsense. And w what you're seeing today is the common sense coming out of the people. It's not the red wave. It's the common sense. It just so happens that the Republican Party has better candidates it really does um some of and listen i have some very good friends of mine that are democrats that are in office um and they run a very good operation but what is happening is you're having this this far left um agenda that is pushing the normal democrat into being a conservative and that is leading people to say whoa wait a minute this is not my, my father's or, or my grandfather's Democratic Party anymore. This is just nonsense. And look what it's doing to the everyday life. Single mothers uh, or, or a mother and father on a fixed income or a one-family working household that, you know, they, they can't even – they're going to work for a low wage, and they can't even afford to get there today with gas yeah. the way it is. They can't afford uh, to – Hey, Mayor, I'm dreading it. Uh, after the program this morning, I'm, I'm at a quarter of a tank. I usually fill – add a half a tank, I'm dreading going to the gas station because it's going to be at least $100, maybe a little more. It's crazy. So, Harry, you know, let's go back. You know, I hate to rewind myself, but I, I was listening earlier. And let's, let's just talk a little about incompetence. How about this? Right after the break, I will not forget where you are, dot, dot, dot. We'll continue. It's 16 minutes past the hour. You are listening to former Galloway Township Mayor Don Purdy. The Atlanta County Republican Party chairman at the present time, and, and I believe for a, a long time. Uh, and he is filling in today for Senator Palestina, who is on assignment. 
Palestina and Associates presents this hour on the first Friday of every month. And to be a guest on this program for the remainder of today, your name has to be Don. Don Purdy, this hour, Don Hurley in the nine o'clock hour. We'll be right back. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Hey, Sean Hannity here. Join me this afternoon at 3. Now back to Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. One week from today, we will be with Sean Hannity. We will be with Bill O'Reilly, Brian Kilmeade. I mean, the list is just goes on and on and on. It is the most significant assembly of talk radio hosts, personalities, whatever you want to call them, uh, in American history. You could even say in the world. It is unbelievable. Talkers, New York, 2022. So we will be out uh, one week from today. We'll do the program live on Thursday. Uh, and then, But we have a great program already put together that Chris has done a great job on. So most people won't even know that I'm not here. Great content that will take place uh, on Friday of next week, but that's where we will be. Uh, Palestina and Associates presents Chairman Don Purdy. Now, before you get to the incompetence, I was thinking about something during the break, and I don't know of another example where this has ever been, where I've encountered this. I'm Harry. I've got a brother, Don. On our hotline is Don, and he has a brother, Harry. You don't run into that too often, Mr. Chairman. (laughs) I just every time I think about that, no. I love it. And so if we're all in a room and somebody says Harry or Don, I'm like twenty people start looking. It's it. It's, so I just and it's funny. It's it's so funny, Harry, because I remember. You know, I mean, I've known you and your brother for a very long time. Um, and when we had the, the the Donald Trump event, Junior in Galloway, it's the first time you brought that up to me. And I said, you know what, Harry, I, I, I you know, of course, my brother's Harry and I know he's Harry and I've dealt with him for, uh, you know, my whole life. And I've dealt with you and your brother and I've never put it together. Until you brought it up. At that I know. Time. I know. Great. I just love it. It brings a smile to my face. All right. I'm always up to talking about somebody's incompetence. Uh, Mr. Chairman, time is yours. Well, again, Harry, uh, not to not listen. One of the best things that I think I bring to the table as a chairman. Listen, I'm far from perfect, um, and you could have a, a line a mile long with people telling you of stuff that I do that's not perfect. But I was the mayor. Um, you know, I sat in office in Galloway at some of the hardest times it was possible. Oh uh, nine. You know, the the economy around here had tanked. It took this area a little bit more time to hit it with the casino. Um, we were broke. Uh, we had no money. We had employees that were doing furlough days. I mean, when you say it, I had it all. Well, on that hand, it also comes with council chambers that are packed with hundreds of people, lines out the door. And I sat there and let every one of them talk. Yeah, I let them talk. I, I heard them, the good, the bad. Um, that's one of the things when you sign up, you are signing up as a pleasure of the taxpayer. And how about they told these 30-some people that we've got to go into executive session, but you'll be able to speak when we come out, and then they screwed them like that. That's just dirty. It's You know, it's incompetent is what it is. It's incompetent um, because of the fact being is they don't know any better. None of these people 
um, really have run anything but their own lives. They, they're not business people. They have not been involved in big organizations running multi-million dollar budgets, running public safety. And, and unfortunately, unfortunately, that's what you get. Um, it was done in Galloway for a very short time, as you said, very short time. Um, you know, not to say that our team is the best, but I want to say that, you know, we try to offer something that is worthy of the taxpayer's dollar. And, you know, Abseekin obviously is running through that point to turn around and tell somebody uh, that you cannot speak. Um, I've been in that council chambers uh, till 11, 12 o'clock at night um, to make sure that I hear the good, the bad. I mean, because you got to take both, Harry. Yeah. Um, from the taxpayers of, and that's who we work for. Don't ever forget that. And people sometimes when they get sworn into office and they put their hand up, they forget who they're there to support and work for. Um, everybody that's on that council is a taxpayer. So they're representing themselves, their families as well. Well, let me ask you as Atlanta County Republican Party chairman, because you're the perfect person to talk about this. Are there two strong Republican challengers uh, running against two Democrat incumbents in the uh upcoming November 8th general election. I know we have the primary first, but what are your thoughts about that? Well, absolutely. Um, Not only are they qualified, um, they are people that have understood it, that have been responsible for uh, monies, employees, decisions. Um, That's what it takes. And, you know, I don't want to get into personality, especially on the the sitting council people's side. They just don't get it. The boxes aren't checked. Um, And obviously you see that. Well, you you as chairman, I think, you know, you're very good at reading political tea leaves and things like that. This is a Republican year. If there was nothing extraordinary happening, you take what I believe will be a Republican wave election from the local uh, county, state, all the way, you know, through any election that's on the ballot, it's going to be a Republican year. And you that now you you factor into this equation, uh, th- this absolute just bizarro world stuff that they're doing. Th- this is an excellent opportunity to pick up two seats, Mr. Chairman. Well, Harry, um, I do feel confident in that. And, and I believe that the, the Republican Party will pick up these two seats. I believe that the people of Absecon, um deserve better. Uh, you know, on another note, don't don't let's not hide the fact what else they did last night. You know, they they, they banned uh, the 24-hour uh, liquor license in the city of Absecon. Uh, and by the way, for no good reason. So here are people that are paying for a 24-hour license that arbitrarily, capriciously, these same clowns uh, did this act. And if you go to the police reports, th- th- there's no bad activity to to warrant this decision. This is a, this is a solution to a problem that doesn't exist. Well, there was a targeted um, problem. Well, I remember, um, that, but that but that th- wh- why now though? Well, and, and and the point being is because um, <laughs> you know, Harry. Here's what I'm going to tell you. Um, you have a a problem that was in one particular uh, isolated area. Yeah. So instead of fixing that problem, they decide to punish the whole group. Right. And it's almost like, and I hate to, I hate to compare them, Harry, but it's it's almost like the curriculum 
that they that the, the Democrats are pushing right now, you have you know a half of a half a percent of individuals that um, that have issues that should be addressed. And so instead of opting in, you need to opt out. So instead of dealing with them, they want to deal with the other ninety nine and. 99.5%. Right. I mean, when you take Falavine and the others, I mean, there's no problem here. They're, they are good actors. They don't have problems. And now you've done something like this and, and, and in a very bad economy. Uh, it's, it's really, it's, it's punitive and it's, it's, it's outrageous. And I, I believe, I, I, I'm not going to say who I talked to, but I talked to one of the, um, the large owners and said, I think you have a, a really good case. You have a 24-hour license that they have decided to arbitrarily, when you've had no problems, that they have taken down by X number of hours every day. Uh, I mean, at the very minimum, you're due a refund. I mean, if, if you got told, like if a casino got told all of a sudden, just you, you, you know, not you, but just you, you, you can't be open 24 hours. You know, you're now going to be open 16 because we say so. I just think that's really bad stuff. And again, I think it comes under under the heading of they're incompetent. They're not capable of doing the job. They might be very nice people. Not, I don't even know many of them by name. Uh, there's a woman on there that's been on there for a long time that I definitely, Betty, I've known of her for many years. Uh, these other people, Butch and Caleb and these other people, I don't know them. Uh, but I know they're making some bad decisions. And they were 0 for 2 last night. They, they, they had a really bad night. They had like a Mike Trout night last night. Uh, Mike Trout had a very bad series, and I love him, but had a very bad series against the Yankees. Oh, forever. Uh, he, he did nothing for, for three straight games. Uh, they had an 0 for 2 evening. They, if, and if they would have voted on something else, they would have had the golden sombrero. Three strikeouts. When we come back, Palestina and Associates is presenting Atlanta County Republican Party Chairman Don Purdy, the longtime former mayor of Galloway Township, and Chris Sayer, the former Absecon City Council president and served a decade on city council in Absecon, is going to join the discussion with chairman, with Mayor Purdy. This is the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network. And it is I, early in the morning at 31 minutes past the hour with three stories that you can follow right now on our WPG Talk Radio 95.5 app, Absecon City Council denied more than 30 residents the opportunity to speak last night and there's so much more here check it out we've got it up on the app on the website atlantic city professional firefighters who died in the line of duty from 1896 to 2021 we've chronicled and honored and memorialized them all and there's hazardous debris at an atlantic city public school we have that story up as well from the Town Square, New Jersey, Info and Weather Network, I'm Chris Coleman for Chief Meteorologist Dan Zarrow. We have an absolutely beautiful weekend ahead of us. For today, some patchy fog this morning with some lingering clouds. Sunshine will slowly return with a high of 81. Just a few clouds tonight with a low of 59. Sunshine tomorrow, no sea breeze. High 75 to 80. More sunshine Sunday, but a little cooler. Eyes for everyone in the 70s. Get weather 24-7 wherever you are. Download our free mobile app. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and on the WPG Talk Radio app. Healthy life. Set the first button on your car radio for South Jersey's talk station. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Hey, thank you. Welcome back. 39 minutes past the hour. Filling in today for Senator Palestina. 
on the program that uh, Palestina and Associates presents every first Friday of the month in the 8 o'clock hour is Atlanta County Republican Party Chairman Don Purdy. Also joining us now is former longtime Absecon City Councilman and City Council President Chris Sayer. Chris, uh, you know Don. Say hello. Hi, Don. I, I just, Harry, thanks. I hope I'm not breaking the two on uh, one day rule, but this is a totally different topic regarding yeah. <laughs> uh, w- yeah, that's funny. Yeah, w- what the chairman, yeah. you know, said about lack of experience and good government. So w- there are two very good candidates running uh, and primary is this coming week. And, uh, you know, the joke was get out early and often. Well, no, just vote once. Uh, and, you know, if you're independent, uh, get out there and declare that you want to get a strong primary uh, ballot for the Republican candidates. And both of them were there last night, Rich DeRose in the second ward and Tom uh, Marone in the first ward. Tom is a business owner on, in, uh, on New Jersey Avenue where those two uh, bars are located. And um, that, that's the topic I wanted to talk about now, which is that, um, you know, when, there were two ordinances passed that required them to have open public uh, dialogue and then the consent agenda and then that's required to have only on consent agenda issues public dialogue and so on on the on the uh, bar uh, hour change more than a half a dozen people got up and spoke passionately about why this was a mistake and unnecessary and Jim Falvey from the Black Cat spoke eloquently and had data and facts like there are no uh, current uh, police calls for either of those establishments. So they went on and on, made their case. Tom, and they, uh, Tom Tommy Marone got up and said to them, counsel, um, well, based on all you've heard today, it makes common sense. There's that word again. Please tell me, tell us why you're going to vote to do this. Not one word. Now, the council president recused herself because she used to work at... Um, <laughs> high point i don't years ago i don't know why that would make her recuse herself on this issue now um they they the council majority forced um the republican nick latrunda uh uh no i'm sorry and, and nick is the only one that voted against it but no one from council answered his question about why they were doing this and it struck me later in the meeting uh even on the consent agenda there was a resolution to approve um a applicant for a marijuana retail location. And I got up there and I said, you know, it just dawned on me. You, you've had two ordinances. You did not say one word about why, where, when you were doing these ordinances. You've got a consent agenda. Now on this marijuana issue, where is this location going to be? Um, have you done a background check? Have you done? So they, I forced them to answer that. And oh, by the way, this particular uh, retail is going to be right next to Sacco Subs uh, in in one of our Whitehorse Pike Absecon strip malls. So they're going to put approving uh, a retail location right next to where families and kids are going to go in there and, and, and hopefully have lots of hoagies and food. So uh, I guess the point is when I was chairman, uh, you know, they didn't like it because uh, nowadays if they approach an hour for a public meeting, they think they're on overtime getting paid $10,000 a year to have two meetings a month. Wow. They think they're on overtime. Wow. And when I ran the meetings, yeah, they were maybe an hour and a half to two hours because I made every committee chairman, everyone, anyone who was endorsing an ordinance or even a resolution, I don't care if it was only two or three sentences, but at least explain it to the common public who, while there's very few people in council chambers, 
people are watching this live on cable TV, etc., explain to the people who you are representing what this is about and what you're doing. And they've gone back to let's get in and out of there in 45 minutes. And they could not answer Tommy Marone's question. Why are you changing that ordinance and reducing the value of those New Jersey Avenue businesses licenses by from the number I heard more than 25%. So I, I thank you for taking me on again, Harry. I just wanted to support chairman Purdy. This is what you get when you have inexperienced, um, Candidates who get elected because they're your buddy or your friend or you yeah. just vote a certain party. Chris, ticket. before you hang up, let's chew the fat on this for a second. How do they get away with dramatically devaluing their license? How do they get away with this well, and, and devaluing their establishment? Yeah, I, 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 you know, wearing my former councilman's hat, I, I know that you, you have to make decisions related to public safety. And if it impacts a certain business the chips fall where they may, and is there damages that that business could, uh, you know, it's just like, it, typically, you know, you've been on the zoning board like I was for 35 years uh, before I became a councilman. You know, you, you, typically when you rezone something, you grandfather in the uh, the property who's getting rezoned. Oh, you got to have a 200-foot lot. Well, I only have 100. Well, you're okay. Uh, uh, you know, so... They didn't do that. They, no. You know, potentially, I don't, I don't know, but they could have grandfathered them in. I mean, they held good actors accountable for something they had nothing to do with. They don't have any track record of problems. It's, it's just absolutely uh, wrong, and you can tell it's done by people that are incompetent, which is what Chairman Purdy's theme here is this hour. Chris, we're going to get the last break in. Always a pleasure to talk to you, my friend. Thanks, Harry. Bye. You're welcome. Mayor, Chairman, when we come back, uh, topic and time is yours because you sort of walked into uh, some some high energy here this morning, uh, and I appreciate your um, participation immensely. Filling in for Senator Palestina, who is on assignment, is Atlantic County Republican Party Chairman Don Purdy, the former longtime mayor of Galloway Township. He has a brother, Harry. I have a brother, Don. I don't believe in coincidences. There's kismet about this, and I like it. With Mayor Chairman Purdy, I am respectfully yours. Not his brother, Harry, the great photographer. I'm the other Harry, Don's brother, but not Don Purdy's brother, Don Hurley's brother, who's coming on after Don Purdy. Can you follow me? That's what we're doing. It all makes sense. Early in the morning. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and on the WPG Talk Radio app. Hi, it's Mark Levin. Join me this evening at 6. Now back to Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Now, I've learned and confirmed that Tom Foley would like to speak, uh, and he is living proof that all Democrats are not woke, broke, and a joke. I keep saying there are good Democrats, although in my briefcase I do have that change of registration form that I've come very close to, I think, very close to uh, Tom Foley considering. Mayor Chairman Purdy, uh, Brother Don Hurley has uh, written something very pithy and very hilarious. Don is a photographer who has a brother named Harry who is a mayor. Mayor of the morning. Don is a mayor who has a brother named Harry who is a photographer. It goes on and on, Chairman. (laughs) Isn't that hilarious? Brothers from another mother. It's insane. Oh, God, I love it so much. All right, so, Chairman, uh, you've been very uh, cooperative to what was going on here before your arrival because it was so unjust. Uh, What would you like to talk about? 
Well, first off, Harry, let's go back just real quick and visit this little little segment that we were talking about about the uh, the, the bar owners. Yes, you know, I had gone to the first reading of this this uh, this um, witch hunt that they were doing in Epsecon against these two bar owners, and um, you know, I got up and spoke to them. You know, I'm not an elected official on public uh, side of it right now, so I went there and I basically said, you know. The buck stops with the governing body. They're the ones that control the license. They're the ones can implement, and they're the ones that have obviously direct control with the ABC. So that being said, Galloway had probably four to five times the amount of liquor licenses that the city of Absecon does. Matter of fact, the ones on council did not even know how many they had. But I had said to them, you've had so many problems in the last two years with this particular one establishment and you did nothing about it. The governing body did nothing about it. You vote on the liquor license every year and you do nothing about it. Now you want to penalize everybody. You need to start at home rule and home rule is the governing body and they did nothing about it. Why? Because they're incompetent. So that being done, I will close the chapter on the city of Absecon. I tell and I ask the people out there that, listen, all I ask you to do a little differently than, than, than you were talking about and Mr. Sayer were talking about, like, I'm not asking people to go run right out and change your party affiliation. I'm asking them to think about who aligns themselves more, better off with their families, their best wishes of their family the longevity of their family, and what's the best for safety of their family. And I would think that they would look to it and say, I believe right now the Republican Party aligns themselves better with probably 80% of the people out there uh, with protecting their family, their personal rights, their family rights, and as well as the safety of um, their family and their community. Let's go back to the community, Harry. If somebody doesn't have any kids and they're a single person living in a condo, it's still about their community. They still might want to go do some recreation. They still might, they're driving on the streets. You, you know, you got fire department, you got firemen that run into buildings, which volunteers are slim to come these days. They're running into buildings to, to protect the, everybody out there. They don't turn around and hear the whistle go off and jump in their truck and say, Hurry up, look it up. Let's see if they're a registered Republican or Democrat before we get to their house. They don't see people that way. It's about public safety for them. And I ask people, and, and, and again, we talk about the red wave. I ask people to see whose values at this particular time in your life line up more with your and your family's values. And I'm going to tell you, it's going to be the Republican Party. Chairman, I mean, I'm not just saying this in friendship. I mean, I agree. I think you make a very strong case. I'm going to ask Tom Foley a favor. Tom, I'd like you to do the first segment with Don Hurley and yours truly, if you can just hang in there, because I need the last three minutes that we have, because I want to bring up another topic. Chairman Purdy, and, and he's never going to talk about this on his show, you know, that he that he sponsors. He's not going to say, hey, I'm great. Uh, I I want to just put on the floor and I'm hearing it from everybody. Democrats included in this area. Senator Palestina has gotten off to as good a start as is humanly possible. He has been fantastic. He is a true leader. He is somebody that you can talk to. He is somebody that is well-grounded, well-educated, well-liked. 
uh, stable uh, um, um, personal life, which is very important. Yep. And, you know, let's, let's... Can I add one other word, description? He's a statesman. He's a statesman. I mean, you look at the fact, you and I both know very, very well the trajectory of, of the next Atlanta County prosecutor, if Mazio had defeated Palestina, was going to be an outsider uh, that knew nothing about Atlanta County and Palestina's ability to play well with others, forge good relationships, having the experience because he was a member of the New Jersey legislature for multiple terms, how to navigate certain complex things. We have a local person that both sides of the aisle agreed on. That's a fantastic example of elections have consequences. Two-minute drill, your thoughts. Harry, Harry, I'll leave you with this. The senator has played so well with the front office and the governor himself. We do not see eye-to-eye with him with a lot of things. What we do know is Atlantic County is broken. It needs to be fixed. It can be fixed. It will be fixed. The, 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 the governor just released, and, and, and it has become public last night, that there's two more people that he has released to the Senate for confirmation for judges, and one of them is Steve Scheffler, which is a stand-up attorney that represented multiple uh, hard cases that you've seen in the area, and Jorge Coombs. Jorge Coombs, he came to this he came to this country when he was nine years old from Chile with his father, put himself through law school, the great immigration attorney. Um, this is the stuff that this senator is putting in, qualified judges. We have five of them coming through the, the, the pipeline right now, and this is stuff that when you have somebody that believes in bringing the judicial system back to what it was, talk about Senator Gormley for that. You know, the, 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 the judge bench was strong as can be. They're lacking judges right now. You know, the, the, the senator went with the governor and said, we need to address this and we need to address it on a bipartisan way. Ten seconds. And they've done that. Record time have been put through the process to bring qualified people to this bench. And this is what leadership is about, Harry. Take the Democrat-Republican out of it. Let's bring in the American, the New Jerseyan, the Atlantic Countyan, the family person. Chairman, we're at the finish line. We're going to have to hold it there. Thank you for a great visit. You did a fantastic job filling in for the senator. Thank you, Chairman Purdy. Thank you, Harry. IBGG we'll Atlantic you know City, WENJHD3, Millville, a town square media station. Everything you need to know in six minutes starts now. Another. From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. I will tell you just when we thought that it was going to be a mental health break hour this is cruel and unusual punishment. Literally two seconds before I'm due to turn my host mic back on, guest listener Reed sends me a photo from his favorite neighborhood gas station, not far from here at all. $5.09.9 per gallon for regular. 
Supreme, $5.99, I am filling up probably an hour and 30 minutes from now. And I will pay five, unless it has gone up since I drove by at three o'clock this morning. Uh, I will pay the highest I have ever paid in my life. And I'm down to a quarter of a tank, which I usually don't do. So it's going to be over a hundred hours and I will be paying, I believe, 538.9. Uh, Reed, I thank you for this photo. Uh, this, this is dramatically affecting my whole mental health break hour that we have scheduled. Tom Foley was holding on for the last part of the um, previous hour, and we want to give him an opportunity to be heard. And Brother Don Hurley is here as well. Tom, good morning. How are you? Oh, Harry. <laughs> I'm I'm good. I was just uh, that, that was so strange. You and and Don and the Don and you and, uh, and, and and Harry Purdy and Don Purdy and Harry Hurley and Don Hurley and Harry Purdy's a photographer. Don Hurley's a photographer. It's hysterical. It's hilarious. <laughs> uh, that's unbelievable. Now yeah. I'm speaking to royalty. Hello, Don. <laughs> I got both Hurley brothers on the phone with me. What an honor. You do. Uh, good morning, guys. But I got to tell you that. How you doing, Don? It's one of the things Very that, that well, really uh, is, is getting difficult for me is is watching what's going on in Washington. I mean, don't they get it? Oh, I'm not going to raise taxes for uh, people making over four less than four hundred thousand a year. I'm just going to raise your everything you buy, everything you need, everything that's about living in the United States of America is going up. But I'm not going to raise your taxes. And, Tom, how about this? Nobody's talking about this. Uh, Somebody in the Biden cabinet admitted to this uh, during a hearing yesterday. Nobody's reporting on it. Nobody's talking about it. They are proposing some kind of painful tax on the, the oil industry who's already getting it from every direction here in America because this administration is extremely adverse to energy and in particular uh, the petroleum industry. So now some kind of horrible tax on top of what everybody is going through. You know, a lot of people think I feel bad for these um, gas stations. They don't make I, I know you know this, Tom, but I, and Don, I think a lot of people listening might not know this just because we're paying the highest price we've ever paid. They don't make that much. Your gas station does not make a lot of money selling gasoline. They're lucky if they make a nickel a gallon, Harry. And I think it's less than that. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a real slog. And so it doesn't matter what it costs. It's not like oh my gosh, it's six dollars a gallon. So they're raking it in hand over fist. No, it's 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 the, the 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 margins are very small. Uh, it's just incredible, but it's getting tough. And, and you know what? It's good that you have these type of hours. <laughs> Believe me, it's <laughs> you know required. So I don't want to get into it with anything, but it is definitely required. This is it's amazing to me how this is just tearing our nation apart, and 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 they just don't seem to get it. I mean, I I don't understand it. I really don't. Well, I mean, remember I, I, to to fix a problem. You have to admit that you have a problem. And when you have uh, 
the press secretary every day saying that their policies are working. They take the only person in this administration ever to say that they messed up. I got to give her credit. And it's probably her background uh, of being honest is Janet Yellen. She said, I messed up. Well, she messed up. Then the administration messed up because she's the immediate past Fed chair. She's a serious individual and she's the the secretary of the treasury so this is no joke when that person says we messed up and we messed up that inflation was not transitory and and a number of other issues but you have to admit you have a problem before you can fix the problem the the, the jean pierre or whatever her name is uh she, she comes out every day and says our policies the president's policies are working and she just puts out rainbows and and sunshine yeah, it's incredible. And, uh, you know, I just want to say something to Don Ferdinand. Yes, Don is a great guy, you know, and it's, yeah. it's become more and more difficult to maintain my registration. Well, don't worry. In my briefcase is always, you know, your peace and your serenity is in my briefcase uh, 24-7, Tom. Uh, you, yeah. you know how to get me. Well, just I guarantee text me. I, when I do it, I'll be doing it on the Herley in the All morning right. show. Good. <laughs> All right. Well, you have a great weekend, Tom. Right, and uh, congratulations on everything. OK, you got it. Thanks, man. See ya. I hope you heard what I said there because I'm being cryptic about it. But Tom has some good news coming. Brother Don, uh, is it going to be worth me getting little to no sleep on Monday, June 20th, uh, heading into the Tuesday morning edition of the Hurley in the Morning program? Because I am doing something I almost never do. I'm going out on a school night. I'm going to forego sleep, which I don't get a lot of anyhow, and I'm going to see one of my favorite musicians of all time, and that is Jason Sheff, who for more than 30 years was Chicago's, the, the band, Chicago's lead singer and bass player. Uh, if Ron Burgundy were reading that, he would say bass player. Uh, and Sheff uh, will be in the It Was 50 Years Ago Today, a tribute to the Beatles, along with Todd Rundgren, Christopher Cross, Joey Milan of Badfinger, Danny Lane, who played with Moody Blues and McCartney in the Wings, uh, and Wings, not the Wings. Uh, so uh, is, it, is it worth it what I'm doing, Don? Answer is yes, absolutely. And, you know, think about it, Harry. This is, this is a band's worthy of Ringo Starr's all-star band. If he went out with this band, they'd be worthy of any show he ever did. And they're always great shows. So the answer is absolutely yes. Good. You've got not just Jason, but he's surrounded by Rock and Roll Hall of Famers, Harry. Yeah. I listened to uh, and watched a, a, a video clip. Uh, Christopher Cross, he, he is, I'm not putting anybody else down. I'm just, I'm just singling him out uh, because I watched this video and I'm thinking, who's hitting all these notes? They weren't showing him. They were showing the other people on the stage. And all of a sudden, they, they flip it to the left, and it's Christopher Cross hitting all of this falsetto. I mean, he is he is on point right now. Yeah, he's as good as ever, Harry. I got to tell you, you know, and, and you know, he had COVID. Uh, I guess a little more than a year and a half ago, almost almost passed away from it. It was so bad, he was paralyzed from it. He thought he would never walk and and not sing again, even. And you know, you know, people that don't know that haven't dealt with it, long COVID or anything that that comes you know with having that it, it can mess your lungs up and if you don't have that free air exchange and you're gasping just you know just in order to to survive 
it's I don't I don't think people realize singing requires really great breathing. Oh, there's no question there. Right? That tremendous lung capacity these singers have. It's funny you say that because I was talking with the doctor that specializes in COVID, and that's John McGee. He did better than anybody. He should have been the Surgeon General, uh, just to get that out there. But um, he was right from the beginning. He treated everyone right, uh, and, and still right with what's happening today. But uh, he said that he he treated a few singers throughout this, and they had a certain way of dealing with it because they have a certain way of breathing that they're trained to do, you know, accustomed to doing. So they do better than uh, the average folks, you know. I want to say something about uh, John McGee, who we have presented on this program on a number of occasions. Don is actually the person that introduced me to John McGee. Anybody that – and this isn't like you get, like, uh, some fake scorecard. I mean, if you get somebody and they're a, a, an hour away from needing to be on a ventilator, you know, I can't hold that against John McGee. John McGee – let me put Don's mic back on, but we do have to go to the break – John McGee's scorecard is basically 100%. He saved every person that got to him in time because he knew. He knew what to give them. And even before we totally understood all the therapies that were out there that could could handle, um, help a person handle what otherwise could ravage them, whether it was a Z-pack with a steroid and other things that that Dr. McGee would prescribe, his track record of saving people was near perfect on. Yes, and I'll tell you, and John was way ahead of the curve too, Harry. If If you recall, we introduced John to your audience, it's gotta be 15 years ago. The subject was telemedicine. And everyone, if you recall, I had a very dear friend of mine referred, because I didn't know John until then, she referred me to John, said, you gotta bring him on Harry's show. He's he's just way ahead of the curve. state-of-the-art, his, his, his methods, his experience, and telemedicine. And everyone laughed at us, Harry. I remember... Oh, yeah, yeah. Hold on. We'll talk about it after the break. Don't go away, because we can't do that. We can't give that the bums rush, because I remember. Oh, my God. It was it was hilarity. It was like the stupidest thing ever anybody ever heard. How do you see a doctor without seeing the doctor? How could you possibly, on a video chat, have a doctor's appointment? It was met with tremendous um not just distrust but it was considered just a joke like like quackery mcgee was 15 years ahead of the curve now it is just the truth becoming self-evident that's a really good point and we'll further that when we come back don and yours truly harry it's the hurley in the morning program on WPG Talk Radio, 95.5 South Jersey's number one talk station, all because of you. We know it, and we thank you for it. Life is hectic here in South Jersey, but one thing you don't have to worry about is missing the information you need while you're running around doing a zillion things. That's why WPG Talk Radio, 95.5, brings you everything you need to know in six minutes at the top of every hour. National headlines from Fox News Radio, South Jersey News, and your local AccuWeather forecast, all in six minutes. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. With Eli. Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins this afternoon at 1. Now, Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. 
We are back at 23 minutes past the hour. If you're just joining the program, we're talking about Dr. John McGee. We'll have to let him know later. He's in another part of the state right now to uh, listen to the podcast. And, of course, it doesn't matter anywhere on the planet. You can listen live on the WPG Talk Radio 95.5 app. So um, we were talking about Dr. McGee, who Don introduced me to in 2007. I, I, I'm almost sure it was 2007 because it was, it was right before the Great Recession when all hell broke loose. And I remember it hadn't quite happened yet. So it's either 2006 or 2007. We have this unbelievable conversation, which is almost like the Jetsons when you're compared to to what was going on at the time. So we're talking about Rosie the Robot and, you know, Astro. No, I'm just teasing. We're talking about the fact that you can have a quality appointment with your doctor by video chat that you would not have to go into the office. I mean, and we went into so many things, how sometimes you're an accidental tourist, but you go into a Petri dish of, of illness, people that are sick, and then you, then you get sick later, and you weren't sick when you got in, but, you know, anyhow. So I took calls and emails. I, I vividly remember this, that, oh, my gosh, you've done a lot of interviews. That's one of the stupidest things I've ever heard. That is so dumb. It's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. How can you possibly have a doctor's appointment without being with the doctor? You can't possibly get a proper uh, evaluation because you have to be in the room. You have to be right there. I said, well, listen, I said, you know, if we're talking cancer, if we're talking certain things, but if you're just talking about like a well check that this, this and this is happening, why can't you have a a video chat with the doctor? You're there. He's there. He can't touch you. So I guess, you know, he's not touching your glands to see if they're swollen. But, you know, if you have swollen glands, I said, look, I'm not qualified to say this. But I said, I think this is the future. Why wouldn't it be? I mean, you know, wheels aren't square and we're not we don't have horses doing things that, that cars can do now. Why would because you did something one way? And, and of course, the pandemic taught everyone that you can do incredible work from home. You can teach school from home. Uh, I have a video chat every um, every single week. That doesn't require me having to come back to the radio station after I've already been at the radio station from three in the morning until after 10 o'clock. So that's fantastic that I don't have to come back. And I can promise you the individual that I do this with, we don't miss a beat. There's no difference if I was in the room or we are each looking at looking at each other and talking to each other through a Teams meeting or if you use Zoom or FaceTime, whatever you do. So remember, Don, this wasn't just this wasn't just like slight agreement. This was mockery. I mean, this was just like just smash you into the ground. Stupid. (laughs) And and now, you know, Harry, now look. Yeah. Dr. John McGee was so far ahead of his time. I remember the next day being in Wawa after that segment and. This guy coming up to me, I didn't even know who he was, said, oh, that was the, the dumbest thing I've ever heard yesterday. You have you have a doctor's appointment, you don't see your doctor, right? I said, well, you know, just keep your mind open because you know what it was? John was so reasoned in what he was saying. I can't remember. I wish I wish we could find the tape, but there, there was a big thing out there. I don't know if it was SARS, Harry, uh, which, by the way, SARS could have been COVID. You know, it could have it could have been that bad. 
And even even Obama- well, so this was you had SARS-CoV two. I mean, so yeah, it it it, it was it was a coronavirus. Yeah. So he, his Surgeon General was honest that uh, he wrote a book sometime after that and said, you know, don't give us credit. We got lucky. Yeah. We weren't ready for anything, and they were very candid about it. Well, which, Joe you know, and Joe Biden admitted that, by the way, when he yeah, thought he wasn't running. Lucky. When so, he, yeah, when he thought he was never running again for anything. So, yeah, it went from just, like, mockery, uh, I mean, shame, walk of shame. I mean, you're so stupid that, yeah, like you said, oh, yeah, yeah, it's going to be a great doctor's appointment when you're not with your doctor. Well, no, you are with your doctor. Now, there, there could very well be a thing where the doctor might say, based on this consult today, I want to make an appointment with you to come into the office. But in so many cases, doctors are prescribing antibiotics or as you know they've been over prescribed so a lot of times they're not prescribing antibiotics but you know other therapies natural things and you know just giving you a good consult there there are very many things you can do without having to go into the doctor's office and now that's just accepted and the same people that are still alive today that mocked it 15 years ago uh don't ever go back and say hey you know i I was really uh you know like horse and buggy behind the times when I, I I didn't see the vision of this doctor that that that's always the problem when you're dealing if you're dealing with a John McGee or a Michael Harrison who I always say is 10 years ahead of talk radio when I tell you he was talking 15 years ago about things that are happening today in terms of digital there are just certain people that have this ability to 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 see how things will be many years from now and dr mcgee is one of those people oh there's no doubt and you know harry when you think about when it was all new and nobody was sure what was happening that's where you really have to trust someone's good instincts and that's what uh, dr john mcgee has he was right on from the beginning and uh, it's i love when um because he has pretty active presence on on facebook and twitter and uh, he doesn't delete things, you know, his, his posts really hold up, Harry, you know, how, like there's so many people out there, uh, the, these public figures, they post these ridiculous things and they just, yeah, they, they just take them down and uh, like an eraser, just wipe them out. Like they never said or wrote these things. But you know how it is when you're ahead of the curve, Harry, and you've been on many issues, you're open to ridicule and, and everything. So, but I want to give Dr. John McKee a real shout out. There's someone I trust my life with him, Harry. You yeah. know, no, he he's fantastic. He deserved that segment, and I'm glad you did it. When we come back, Brother Don was a judge in the 2022 Miss New Jersey Senior America pageant that was held at Harris Casino in Atlantic City just yesterday, and he's going to talk about that next when we come back. And then we'll talk a little more music and memories as well. We'll see where it takes us until Kilmeade. We're uh, not quite halftime because we have the bonus six minutes, but we're 30 minutes past the hour. We'll go to break and we'll be right back. With Don, I am. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. Download every Hurley in the Morning program as a podcast on the WPG Talk Radio app. Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you for that. Welcome back. It's 35 minutes past the hour. Don Hurley is our guest this hour, and it is officially a Hurley in the Morning mental health break when we turn off all the hot talk, all the stressful issues of the day in favor 
of positive topics, and we're honoring that. I, I thought it was very, very in keeping and very positive, the Dr. John McGee stuff. And this is going to be very cool because um, I'm, I'm just a huge fan. I know there, some of them are called pageants still. A lot of them are called like scholarship competitions and different different you know vernacular. But um, I'm a big pageant fan, always have been, Lo- love them. I love the uh, the heart of them. Uh, I love how hard the, the women compete and, and everything about it, uh, showing how smart they are, how talented they are, and all these cool things. I just really like it a lot. And the 22, 2022 Miss New Jersey Senior America Pageant was held yesterday, and we have one of the judges. There were five judges, and we have one of them here right now. So, Don, how was the, uh, how was the assignment? It was just great, Harry. You know, I, I love this event, and this was the first year. I've been a national judge for many years, the last six or seven years, and this was the first year. Um, several of us are not going to be doing the national pageant this year, so it opened us up to be able to judge the Miss New Jersey senior portion of it, and it was just, it was so great, Harry. You know, Harris, uh, Warren Bader, always on the scene. They always do it right, too. And did a great job. I mean, putting on a world-class pageant. This would play anywhere if it was televised. Uh, it was just, it was that good. And and the judges were just great, Harry. We had uh, Jim Thompson, of course. He's our lead judge. This guy's been with Miss America for 30 years, more, probably more, closer to 40, I think. Uh, he lends so much credibility to the judging. And Peggy Lee Haber, she's a former, not former, well, always a queen, they say, and uh, a former national queen, for the Senior Miss America pageant. Mary Quintus was a new judge this year, did a tremendous job. And we had the lovely Ann Baker, Harry, who you know very well. Absolutely. Just fabulous. So that's a really good, uh, that's a bumper crop of judges. It was and- a great panel. And I'll tell you, Harry, they do, you know, you know, Johan Centuri, and she is just a, such a remarkable person, uh, the state administrator for New Jersey and the Senior Miss America pageant herself. Terry Mead is the director of the pageant uh, Joanne Gordon. I don't want to forget anybody. She's the vice chair. There were just so many great people, Harry. We had the reigning national queen, Laura Morgan, came all the way in. Uh, She's traveled all over the country throughout the year. She's the reigning queen. And we had to do it differently these last couple of years. So it was so great. Um, You know, we've been doing it virtually, Harry. You know that. It was Mm -hmm. very interesting. The, The contestants would have to produce really good videos of their talent. We would do the interviews on Zoom and Skype. And so everything was done, but it was all done virtually. And so it was really a joy to get people back together, Harry. It was so, you know, there's just so much bad news uh, these days. Let let me comment on that because we were just talking about how you can do uh, telemedicine and all that. It would seem to me, but you tell me as a judge, it would seem to me that a virtual pageant is not nearly as good as because there, there is, for me, I think this is a true statement. You tell me if you agree or disagree. But you know this. There's a big difference. If you're at a concert, like we were at that Paul McCartney concert many, many years ago, and if you listen to the CD of it or something like that, or even the DVD if you watched it, there is something lost sensory-wise. And I'm sure somebody said, well, now you're making the argument that the telemedicine sucks. No, I think there's a distinction with the difference here. And I want to get your take on it. You've done it now virtually. You did it pre-virtual. You did it the traditional way. And now you did it again post, if you will, pandemic, uh, now that we're endemic, uh, regular again, 
and don't you do you feel let me not pound it that way let me ask it in the form of a question do you do you believe there is a material difference being in the showroom when the 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 persons are performing and and the interviews are face to face as opposed to a video screen and things like that am i making a valid point Oh, sure. It's a great question, Harry. And, you know, it's funny. We talked about it yesterday because Jim and I had Jim Thompson. He's a lead judge. We hadn't seen each other since the last live pageant, you know, so that's almost what's well, two years ago. You know, that was the 40th anniversary. Thank God we filmed that. We actually have a great uh, it's up on my uh, Facebook page, Don P. Hurley on uh, I should say uh, YouTube, my YouTube channel, Don P. Hurley on YouTube. But I put the whole thing up there so people can see it. We uh, Dr. Barbara Molson and I brought in a film crew and thank God we filmed that one because it was the last live one until this one that will happen sometime in September, but that won't be in Atlantic City. It's going to be in Hershey Park, actually. But to get back to the question, Harry, Jim and I talked about it. We got it right regardless of the format because um, in some ways you, you might be interested by this. It's really compressed, Harry, when you do this the way we have to do it. It's really compressed. The interviews are very intense. And there's 50 of them, you know, the national pageant. There was only 10. It was, you know, so much easier than what I was accustomed to through the years, you know, doing 50 interviews. But this was just 10 yesterday. But in any event, in some ways, it was much easier, the virtual pageant, because the contestants submitted such great videos. They were all high production value. Uh, I could view it at my, you know, my convenience. So there was no time compression there mm-hmm. uh and same with the interviews you know we had them way scheduled out in advance it wasn't doing 50 interviews in one day harry or two days well the cool thing here is you're you're actually showing that there are certain advantages that gave you more flexibility than you have when you're doing it live that, that yeah that's exactly it so let's face it it's much less satisfying i'm not gonna you know yeah i want to make the point clear it's much less, less satisfying not to be in person, to see it live, you know, right in front of you and interact personally, you know, in, in the room. And let's face it, it would also, uh, you know, liking it to the, the doctor's appointment, it would be much better if we could always be face-to-face with the doctor, but you can't be sometimes. And this was, you know, think about it, the, the Senior Miss America pageant, people at more risk than, you know, yeah. others. Yeah. We had to play it safe. Mm-hmm. And uh, so... Yeah, it, it's a great question. It, it's much better in person, but was very doable virtually, you know, just less. Satisfying. Now, let me ask you this. This is this, I think, is a fun follow up. Do you think it's possible? Because I, as a layperson, I would think it is possible that if if you took the virtual pageant and the, the judges selected their winner versus having the traditional in theater and in the meeting room, wherever you would do interviews, preliminary and things like that. Because I, I, I've been a judge in one pageant qualifier myself. So I'm, I'm, I know a little bit about it because uh, I have done it. But And I loved it, by the way. But do you think it's possible there would be a different winner if if you had the full vibe? Maybe somebody you know, over video comes off a certain way. But if you saw that person and you had that energy that you could draw from that person in the theater itself, do you think it's possible that you would pick a different winner? Well, it is possible. I'm going back to the only one we ever did that way, which was last year, um, the national uh, 
competition that is and laura morgan is going to win live or in memorix anyway she was she was so extraordinary harry this reigning queen from north carolina the, the national senior miss america extraordinary harry she could have been miss america she she could be anything she wants to be she's so extraordinary so she would win no matter what it was live or uh on tape um but you're right if, if there was a squeaker I, I think there's no question you know uh, I happen to have really good um, uh, connection, you know, connectivity. I didn't miss anything. I, I heard a couple of people say, hey, it got a little sketchy at certain times. So in that sense, if something was really close, you know, you could, you know, you could maybe have something like that. But um, it, I, it really worked well. I got to tell you, they did. Uh, the Senior Miss America pageant was ready for it. They had a great production team. The uh, the Internet uh, tech was just spectacular. It just always worked. So as strange as it was, I was really happy we were able to do it still because the women had worked so hard, Harry. Oh, yeah. Hey, listen, I would much rather not cancel it or postpone it, whatever you want to call it. Uh, if your choice is to not have it or to have it virtual, then I would always vote to have it virtual because it's better to have it than not to have it. Yeah. And you know what's so great, Harry? Just to give people a little background, Ed Hurst and I got involved with this more than 20 years ago. We started to interview certain contestants. And I'd never heard, I was ashamed of myself. I had not heard about it uh, until we had done the first interview. It was many, many years ago, but still, I mean, we live here. It was, we were the host city and I'd never heard of the Senior Miss America pageant. Well, it's really, you're, you should be held harmless for that because it was very poorly. And I'm not, I'm not blaming them. They, they worked hard to try to get uh, media. It was very poorly covered by the media in this area. I don't think you're going to fight me on that point, right? No, not at all. And it just, it just did. They just did a terrible job of just refusing to cover it. I mean, I, I thought it was when I learned about it. I, I thought it was just absolutely fantastic. These incredibly dynamic, talented, amazing people that you know are putting their hearts out there. I mean, I just thought it was had so much heart. The competition. All right. When we come back, if there's anything more on that, you can finish that that topic. And then what I want to do, I think this is going to be a lot of fun. Get ready for this. Because I know you could do you could riff on this for an hour and and not repeat one thing. I want to have a discussion that rarely ever gets mentioned about the incredible entertainment policy. And and I'm not going to say just Atlantic City, because in fairness to Ocean City and other venues like the Levoy Theater and and the Landis Theater and things, the entertainment that We'll say, I was going to say greater Atlantic City, but let's say southern New Jersey. And a lot of it is southernmost southern New Jersey because South Jersey is bigger than some people think or know. I want you to talk about when we come back, put up the entertainment policy, meaning the number of acts, the quality of the entertainment. And I think there's only one other jurisdiction in the country that you could even have the conversation about. And I know there are a lot of river boats and there's a lot of different parts of the country and there's Connecticut and there's uh, Seminole uh, tribe in Florida and things. So, so there, there is great entertainment all over the country, but I'm, I'm suggesting that second maybe to Vegas, just because of the sheer number of properties that they have and all these residencies and things that they have, it's just a different Situation. I mean, Atlantic City developed a mature, stable community and put all this here. Vegas took, you know, a, a blank canvas 
and they've just, you know, they've just crushed it. But, um, and I mean that in a positive sense. I want to talk about that I think we are number two in the country. And there was a point in time where I think Atlantic City area was number one in terms of entertainment. Your thoughts on that when we come back. With Don, I am. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and on the WPG Talk Radio app. WPGG Atlantic City, WENJHD3 Millville, a town square media station. I miss my baby, someone stole my baby. By the way, my baby is my landscaping truck that was literally stolen from a job site. Baby, won't you please come home? Owning a small business isn't always as lovely as it sounds, but with 30-plus customizable coverage options, Progressive Commercial keeps your business humming along. Get a quote in as little as six minutes at ProgressiveCommercial.com. I love my sweetheart. By the way, that's my riding lawnmower. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Coverage and discounts not available for all vehicles or states. Policy terms and conditions apply. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack, but not with ZipRecruiter. Its powerful technology actively finds and invites qualified candidates to apply to your job. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you the needle in the haystack. See why four out of five employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter.com slash trial. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. For complete contest rules, visit WPGTalkRadio.com. Hey, do not forget, although I don't do the uh, bottom of the hour mention that I do at 6.30, 7.30, and 8.30, three stories that you can follow right now on our WPG Talk Radio 95.5 app. I'm not going to break the mental health break rule. I'll just tell you what the articles are about real quick. I won't get into no editorializing or anything. Uh, Absecon City Council, we have a very important piece up about that that is um, causing a big stir right now because I just see from my own uh, social media what's happening with that. We honor, uh, I love this piece so much and I had a lot of help with it. the Atlantic City Professional Firefighters. We have every single one chronicled in order from 1896 to 2021. Check that out. That's a, a very important item. And there, there is still a debris field directly adjacent to an Atlantic City public school. You can check out that story as well. And there are a whole, there's a whole lot more on, on my portion of, of uh the digital platform, but all of the content creators who do such a good job. So on the app and at WPGTalkRadio.com. All right, so Don, if you were um, finished, are you finished with the 2022 pageant? Or is there anything else you wanted to uh, say about that before we move on? Yeah, yeah, just real quick, Harry. The last thing I would say is I want to give a shout out to Dr. Al Mott. He is an extraordinary man who came up with the whole concept. He was a business administrator from Asbury Park, and things were going really bad in Asbury at this time some 42 years ago. And he wanted to bring attention to the plight, particularly of senior citizens. So he came up with this concept for Senior Ms. America and came up with a great uh, slogan, the age of elegance. Yeah, I love that. Which is the age. Are you telling me he had that expression four decades ago? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I thought that was a more modern uh, add-on. That is fantastic. Yeah, he's an extraordinary guy. And what a, hey, Harry, what a vocalist himself. Yeah. He's done albums. This guy this guy could have been a professional singer himself, Al Mott, but he was a really fine administrator. He created the first ever senior citizens uh, 
uh, center in Asbury, which thrives to this day uh, because of what Al did all those years ago. And so he, created, he was what you call a visionary. Yeah, completely. And yeah. Uh, and the last thing, remember the name Max Valentino. Max Valentino, he's a young man I met yesterday. He's a vocalist and uh, extraordinary. I, have a, I, I wish I had recorded more. I was doing, you know, it's funny. I They, they laugh every year, but I... I, as soon as I turn my sheet in, the last sheet from judging, I always bum rush the stage and I've got my camera, you know, and I love to get some pictures to remember the events by. And Max Valentino was singing This Is The Moment, which I just love the song. It's just incredible song from Jekyll and Hyde and just one of the great, you know, just booming songs ever. Yeah, Donny Osmond has a great version Man. of that as well. He does. And this guy, Harry, this guy, Max Valentino, he reminded me of a combination of Josh Groban and Donny Osmond all rolled into one. Well, let me tell you, that's and that's good company. Just if you get a chance, go to my Facebook page. Unfortunately, it's a very short clip, but I wanted to take a video of the the newly crowned Miss New, uh, Senior uh, New Jersey uh, America, and Max is singing, and he's in the, the wings, so you don't even see him, but uh, he's singing this live, and just it filled the theater. It was just so incredible. Very I, cool. I, I, Let me give a plug, because when I say Donny Osmond and This Is The Moment, Donny Osmond put an album together, and it's it's loaded into my car. I love the fact that I just can put a CD in, and it, it just perfectly... Um, installs it into the car so I don't ever need to bother with the actual CDs anymore. I load them into the car and, and they're there. That's why I, when I, whenever I get rid of this car, I'm going to be somebody is going to just inherit uh, uh, you're not going to believe it how many hours of music from the Beatles to all kinds of stuff that, that are loaded into this thing. A lot of it from Don P. Hurley into my car. So Donny Osmond, This Is The Moment are just one iconic song after the other with Donnie's own arrangements. It is a fantastic album. And I, I already know, because we've compared notes on this, I know you agree. Oh, yeah. They're all great show tunes, Harry. Donnie yep. is uh, extraordinary, you know. But let me just tell you, this guy, Max Valentino, okay. I'm not kidding, Harry. Right. How old is he's he? He's one of the best singers I've seen. How old? Uh, I don't know. I didn't ask him. He's young. He looks like he's in his early 20s. All right. So this guy's got his whole life. He's going to be he's going to be a monster, it sounds like. All right. Let's let's move on from Max. I, I'm going to ask you a bonus question before we get into the broader question, because the broader question is going to take us, I think, until the end of the show. I want to ask you... Who is the greatest falsetto voice in history? Now, I'm going to throw I'm going to throw one out like a flyer. Uh, obviously, Peter Cetera uh, is one of the absolute greats of all time. Jason Sheff is too, but for some reason, I don't think he gets the credit and his due like he should. Because when he took over for Peter Cetera, and not only did not Chicago miss a beat, but they took it to a new gear. I mean, I don't think he's ever gotten his due, and he did it for 30 years plus with Chicago, the band. So he's on my list of, of great falsetto voices. But I'm going to throw one out, and again, it's just a flyer. Is Eddie Holman the greatest falsetto voice of all time? Hey there, lonely girl. Yeah, well, uh, well, well, listen, I mean, I love Eddie. He's a friend, and he's still great. Uh, still singing better than ever. Now, remember, there, there's a difference. Like, you, you're putting Jason Sheff and Peter Cetera. There's a difference between these high tenors and falsetto. Falsetto, true, true. like you just said, Eddie Holman, uh, Frankie Valli, Russell Tompkins Jr. was as great as any of them oh, with the love stylistics. Him. Love them. 
So, I mean, so I, who who uh, will go to the highest? Uh, a very good, good uh, distinction there. Who's the greatest in that genre? Uh, I, Harry, there's so many. I mean, I, I'm thinking Philip Bailey from Earth, Wind and Fire uh, might be him. Wow. He might be the best of all of them, you know. Uh, but that that's the group that when I think of, you know, uh, and you know, what's so great about it all. Remember that's the sound of Philadelphia hiring. Remember yes. that, you know, we're yeah. so lucky. And, you know, I know this is where this segment sort of going is this Avenue of entertainment that we have been so blessed, you know, think, thinking ourselves as little kids from the time I can remember, we were seeing live shows that doesn't happen for almost anybody in America. Harry. Oh yeah. They're lucky if they go on a family vacation and they see something one time. We we had the opportunity like every week, you know, and then and if you look at the past 40 years with the casino industries, it's it's not every day anymore. But there was a point in time where it was almost every day, but certainly in the summer, many, many days during the week. I mean, other than Vegas, I contend there is not a jurisdiction, not Connecticut, not Mississippi riverboat casinos, not um, uh, Seminole tribes in Florida or any anywhere else. There is no other jurisdiction that has what we have entertainment-wise. No. I mean, think about it. You know, Atlantic City is special. It always has been for so many reasons. And, you know, it, it, we always have the ups and downs. For I always remind people, and I did this yesterday. I was talking with a bunch of people from out of town. That's why I love this. You know, there's so many, especially the national pageant. I deal with people from all over the country, you know, and how different it is everywhere. And, and they come here, you know, once a year and we get to share like all our different experiences. But there's no other place like Atlantic City for the way it's geographically located, uh, the history, you know, uh, Frank Sinatra, you know, making it almost a home. Uh, <clears throat> Dean Martin and Jerry Lewis. I mean, they didn't form in Atlantic City by accident. I mean, that happened because, you know, it was skinny D'Amato in Atlantic City, you know. Uh, so it, it, Atlantic City has always been special. And I reminded everybody yesterday, if they think, you know, Atlantic City's on the schneid, Atlantic City always comes back, Harry, and you know that. Always. Oh, I, I wrote a, a, a very definitive piece on that. Atlantic City always has the next comeback. There's no doubt about it. Every single time. Yeah, and you're never quite sure what it'll be. I think, you know, I heard you talk about it just the other day. Maybe it'll be conventions, you know, which we were so famous for. Maybe that'll be the thing that, you know, but, uh, and there are a lot of good things going on in Atlantic City. Too. I mean, one of the things could be Atlantic City could become a true college town. You look at areas of the country when you have a particular area that's known as a college town. It's thriving. You you have incredible um, storefronts and above the storefronts, you have young students living there. You have life, activity, uh, commerce. I mean, it, we have so much potential we have not reached yet. Yeah, and what has to happen there, Harry, because I, I mean, I look at it. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful campus. But everything is like self-contained. You know, they got to clean the city up, light the city up. Make it as safe as you can, and the population has to get out. It got to be out on the street, Harry. You got to be in the businesses. I know a guy made a huge investment, and it didn't work out because everything just wound up being self-contained inside Stockton. And that, I know that wasn't the plan, but it it, it happens, you know. So they got to, we got work to do, you know. But I think once you know that, if if you get that kind of population on the street, Harry, doing commerce, interacting, you know. That's that's what you think of when you think of a college town. It's kind of like going to an island, Harry. If you stay in the hotel the whole time, 
you know, you didn't see the island, you know? That's correct. That's right. That, that's true. So, you, you were just um, totally self-contained, and you were somewhere geographically, but you really weren't there. You didn't take in any of the culture or any, uh, really learn anything about the area other than in your own little like if you go to like a sandals crew uh, island or something like that, uh, you just know what you know. The beach is right there, and the resort that you're staying at. So it's it's a really it's a really good point. Two minute drill. Closing comments. All right. Well, hey, listen, uh, it's going to be a great summary. I was just I, I only had a chance to scan it, but you know, Carmen and Nancy Murata, all the Tony Martz people, the uh, historical society in summer's point they're going to do great things this year it's going to be a great year for entertainment harry all over uh wildwood looks uh, i should say kate may uh and wildwood of course always that's a rock and roll town they've always got something going but uh hey what's going on in does anything happen in asbury anymore entertainment wise well you know the stone ponies is great it's as great as ever so it and and it the district is just beautiful uh they, they've they've redeveloped harry i mean asbury asbury park looks good i mean uh, we were just up there Right before the pandemic. What, what's that town that you and Tibbet owned uh, when they used to have the, um, oh, my God, how can I forget the name? What was that Jersey program called? Sure. Yeah. Yeah, the Jersey Shore. The Jersey Shore, right. I mean, is that still bustling? Seaside Heights, Harry. Seaside Heights. Is that still bustling? I'm sorry, what's... Is that still bustling? I, I think so, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I do. I believe so. It, you know, it, it, it rebuilt. Of course, they got hit hard by the storm, too, you know, and... and yeah. uh they have a lot of rebuilding to do, but I, I fell in love with that town, Harry. That was, I was working on that story for about a month, and George, George accompanied me uh, all of those times, and it was so it was so great. I yeah, mean, you guys fell in love with it. With our magazine, and you yeah. got to know you got to know the sitch, the situation, and all these different people. Oh yeah, we got to know everybody, Harry. That's yeah. great, and yeah. the. Uh, the town, it was also the, the, the town, you know, the restaurants, I mean, all the businesses. I mean, and it got to a point, they were saving a, a dinner table for us every week. George and I, we had a, a table with yeah, our you, you guys were celebrities. Uh, we've got to go. That's a, always run out of time. That's a good thing. Uh, remember, live and local tomorrow, beginning at 5 a.m. with my great friend, Tom P. You have John DeMassey talk with a purpose from 9 until 12.